Luke Byron, Tom Kennett, Alex Jones and Jack Harper. It's the Spitballing Pod. I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. You know we've been fighting for one and still fighting to this day. To this day. Aguero! Surprise, motherfuckers. Back out to Allen. History pointer. Bang! I'll take a bow, son. I mean that. Take a bow. And, and I'll tell you, honestly, I will love it if we beat them. Love it. Listen, I ain't going to forget about this by the time we hit the motorway. Some might be. Hey, it's Alex here. Sorry I won't be on the podcast this week, um, I'm shipping off to the uh, World Championships in Nice uh, this week, biggest race of my life, um, won't be back the following Monday either because I will hopefully, be, hopefully I'll be um, recovering on a nice sunny beach after what should hopefully be a really good race for me, um, good result for Tottenham at the weekend away at the Emirates with the way things panned out, um, standout moments for me were... Um, Honestly, I, I was really impressed with Lacazette's uh, work rate and attitude. It's nice to see that in a footballer. Um, I was appalled at Pochettino's tactical decisions with the obvious uh, gaping wound in our defence on the right-hand side and he did nothing to change it the entire game. But we took our chances and have walked away with another point in a difficult match. So it's good enough for the moment, but needs to improve. Um, but yeah, sorry I can't be with you this week. Uh, I'll hopefully be back in a couple of weeks um, with hopefully something to show for it as well. Cheers, enjoy the pod. Hello and welcome to episode 132 of the Spitballing Pod. I'm Luke Byron, today joined by Tom Kennett, Jack Harper and the return of the Weaver, Troy Weaver. First thing, this isn't the intro it popped into my head earlier and I made a note just in case I was kind of uh, dreaming here did anyone else remember the kind of fallout from the matrix a couple of years later wasn't just the film just about every computer seemed to have that matrix screensaver that was trickling down with the the text text, the green text (laughs) on the black background that was like the precursor to the little dvd logo that bounced off the screen where you can't bother to move so you know me, I'm always thinking about ways that we can t- become millionaires off of this podcast. <laughs> we've uh, had our own awards ceremony, we've tried commissioning a film which hasn't quite worked previously, <laughs> but something I found out the other day was um, Stephen King, it and all sorts of other books, films and all that malarkey, he's got this like section on his own website where he's got all these little short stories he's done, all these little ideas... And he's got them tucked away specifically for people who aren't already in the film business to license his idea for $1. So he has all these ideas out there that he wants to kind of inspire the next generation of people to go big. So essentially we need to pick out one of these at some point and this is our way of going big. (laughs) You know like where you have the Sky Sports logo in the top of their picture? Despite it being a film, we'll just have a big spitballing pod logo, like a watermark bouncing across the screen and just hope the film's good enough that people uh, still get on board with it. What kind of ideas have we got then? 
I haven't actually seen, I just saw the idea and I didn't actually want to pay without uh, having everyone on board. So yeah. It's going to be some twisted fucking stuff though, <laughs> yeah, isn't it? Let's right. be honest, if it hasn't already been picked up, knowing the mind of Stephen King... It's gonna be fucking I feel dark. Like that's gonna work. That's gonna work best for us because I'm not sure we could do a rom com. Well, think when, we're gonna have to do something a little bit fucked. Well, when Gerald's game is getting commissioned for a film, then we know that most of the ideas are probably already gone. Yeah. Well, we had Allardyce cast in a James Bond film when we did these last time. So, <laughs> so Troy, I was thinking of a way to describe your return to the podcast. Okay. And I was thinking that. It's like when Thierry returned to Arsenal, not to give you too much praise. But if you can think, so his his legs had aged a bit, so he was no longer guaranteed a starter. But yeah, he yeah. was still putting his foot in and he was doing enough to prove that he had in the team. He yeah, came yeah. back in and he got that goal. So what we did for Jack, what we used to do with Alex, and in Alex's absence, we used to have a little section where we would get all sorts of hypothetical questions and they would be aimed directly at you so your mind is going to be the one okay. getting worked here we'll all chip in with our answers but you're the mind we're uh, looking to get into here so I've got plenty because I didn't know how long some would go so <laughs> I'll skip some we'll get into some okay the first one is uh, if you could put wings on any species of animal what animal would you choose oh wow what pops into your head first I don't know why. Well, a Kai popped in my head first, but that's <laughs> that simply. To, I'd have to blame my son Oshin for that because the kid's obsessed with cows and he's obsessed with old McDonald's farm. So just cows are always just maneuvering through my brain. They're never far away. However, I wouldn't. I, like what? Why? Why are we putting like? Why are we putting wings on an animal here? Is there a reason or? I don't know. I think well. I think I think I'll go with human being. <laughs> Christ. Yeah. Well, if I could fly, I'd be everywhere. When we were starting to milk, I can't believe that was on TV. I think we had like one or two hypothetical questions. And the thing with Alex, the thing that was so joyous about it was he really immersed himself in every question as if it was going to happen. Yeah, yeah. So I would have to spend half the time editing the podcast, taking out like vast amounts of silence where he's just grilling himself. <laughs> yeah, like, nah, this is a serious question right now. Like, yeah. One, I asked him if he was like a military officer and cross, we were there for a while, getting to the bottom of that. And he was a ruthless one. So I know that. All right. First one that pops in, you ready? If you were perpetually surrounded by one aroma besides your natural smell, which you and everyone around you could smell, what would it be? These heat up a bit as we, um, we did it for Jack, and he had some savage ones to the point where nobody really wanted to answer. So I had to come back a bit. <laughs> That's a strange question because it's not really benefiting anything, is it? Like the smell of something around me, and everyone else can smell it too. Yeah, some some people were answering online, and they were putting like petrol, and so like, you might like the smell of petrol, but do you want to smell yeah, like yeah. petrol permanently? Success. Give us something nice like that. <laughs> now that's Vanilla. a smell that we can all get on board board with. <laughs> <laughs> all right, this is a bit of a better one. If you could level up any aspect of yourself, like strength, intelligence, charisma, but you had to decrease another aspect of yourself by the equal amount, mm. which would you increase and decrease? Hmm. Well, for for most of our listeners, they've probably never seen Troy Weaver in the flesh. <laughs> but just to paint you a little picture here, I'm about six foot. 
and I weigh about eight stone. <laughs> so, I mean, super strength probably wouldn't go amiss for, for someone like me. Uh, intelligence, I have quite a lot of, so I'm quite happy to take a bit of that away. You know, sometimes sometimes being smart is fucking hard work. You know what I mean? We see a lot of things in this world that we're like, if I was really dumb, that wouldn't matter to me. Ignorance is bliss. The, the Ignorance thing, is bliss. The yes. thing with having Alex here is his head would have gone straight to increasing his looks. Yeah. But, See, I'm pretty good with but, that one. But he, okay. wouldn't, but he wouldn't have wanted to say it. And so we yeah, yeah, I get you. So <laughs> we know that he used to straighten his hair as much as he used to claim he didn't. He used to imperfectly straighten him. I'll wake up like this every day. <laughs> and so we started asking questions like that would account to, you could be more intelligent, but you lose all of your hair. Yeah. Would you do it? No, I'd lose the yeah. hair. The intelligence would mean more to me. I'd be thinking, I know deep down here. Yeah, see, I, me and TK, we're, we're part of the redhead gang. But <laughs> I, I'm like half cast. Yeah, you're, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I'm, like, I'm just creeping in at the sides. Yeah, see, I, I lived my life like that until I, I suddenly got to about 16 and I was like, do you know what, Troy? Just fucking embrace it. Moro- Moroccan sunset is you. That's what your hair is. Like, there was so yeah. No, I like my hair. I've got a big, thick head of hair. Um, hairline's still going quite strong for cl- approaching thirty. A lot of my friends are getting the greys, and they're also like, I won't name him, but there's a someone out there is clinging onto their head of hair like there's no tomorrow and our barber would definitely oh, back us up no, on that one because you were looking at me so much oh, no, I was no. thinking yours is great mate yours is good you, you got a good few years left but there's not someone with, out there the that needed the bick probably three or four years ago and still hasn't dived into it just hanging on to that little tuft of hair at the front of the head alright so when, when I asked TK at lunch actually I don't think I got an answer so this is you have to choose between permanently wearing high heels mm. with your normal clothes yeah. or every top you wear is like a belly top so not like uh. not like it's a fashion thing but yeah. like you know the they're just too like short for rednecks you. in film where it's just above the yeah. like belly button yeah. but you you're permanently wearing one of those with your usual fashion so yeah. it looks like but the thing is with that one though is you can wear like I'm I'm quite skinny as I've just mentioned so therefore I feel the cold like a, a hell of a lot so you, you'll you very rarely find me in just a t-shirt so I'd probably take the belly top one it's, it's just underneath you know what I mean I've got a jacket on over the top it's no big deal walking down the road in high heels I'm not sure you so can it, uh, kind of mask that you one. want a building site in summer in one yeah <laughs> belly top and a high vis yeah. I've seen worse on building sites trust me Luke <laughs> if you were a dictator of a small country what crazy dictator things would you do I, 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 the top of my head's just coming with something mandatory and I'm not sure what I would like to make mandatory but something has to be mandatory if I'm the dictator of a, of a small island nation <laughs> to be fair I have been the dictator of a small island nation plenty of times when I'm playing Tropico so and I like to think that I'm quite good you know quite nice to people quite liberal well, but that's a tricky one really the, the next question I don't have an answer for I saw the question I thought I can't not write this down just because the mental image for me if your sheets had to be made of deli meats what meat would you want them made of oh shit 
<laughs> it's definitely not swine. Put it that way. Yeah. Swine is off the board. Do, do they regenerate? So I'm not going to get in on these. Going. Do they regenerate? So if you start munching on them, do they grow back? Good question. Because you could just eat away your entire bed. I and imagine then... you'll not get sick of that though. Like the, there's like people who oh, work that, on that McDonald's. That doesn't answer the question. Does it regenerate? I mean, what we have in it? We well, have a magic we'll regen. Yeah, you can't eat it away and it's gone. So okay. it's always returning. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. I don't know because yes, I, yes, I, 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 I already swiped out swine. I got it out of the way, but really, those are the meats that are popping in my head that I would like <laughs> pepperoni or some sort of, <laughs> oh, something Christ. like that. But also the smell. Ooh, I'm not too sure. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll probably just go with some honey roasted ham. Well, you'd have it's to just <laughs> it's subtle. Yeah, you'd it's not to, that strong smelling. Yeah, you'd have to soft, take your missus yeah. into account as well, huh? You'd have to take your missus into account as well when you go and sure. change the sheets. Got some innovative for us this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got some edible sheets. <laughs> oh, I'll skip down a few here. If you had to do a dance that had never been done in the history of mankind or be killed, hmm. what kind of dance would you do? Uh, I, I already had the monopoly on dancing. I, I have a certain dance, yeah, that goes to every genre of music <laughs> that's yeah. ever been created. I wish we had a camera in the room I could show you. Yeah. Unfortunately, we don't. Save that's it for the a live episode at the end of the year. Yeah. We'll it's, draw you back in just It's for pretty it. much, if you can imagine your nan at a wedding, sort of couple of clicks of the finger <laughs> and a, just, you know, a back and forth two-step. It has to be a never-been-done dance, though. Yeah. yeah. I don't really see how you, how a never-been-done dance... Well, instantly in my head, so, I had the robot while doing the can-can. <laughs> That's not been done. Yeah. It probably has, though. You this can steal it if dance. you want. Can, yeah. license, can license it for a dollar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If you could erase one thing from existence, even the memory of the thing, what would it be? Oh, fuck me. Yeah, see, I feel like if I, if you gave me these questions, like, a couple of hours ago, yeah. Yeah. I'd have a much better answer than just, like, Ugh! Like, I don't really know, because, like, the first thing that came into my head was the British Empire, but that's just too, like, <laughs> come on, man. Like, there's too many, yeah, we could go down all sorts of rabbit holes with that one. As bad as it has been, it has kind of shaped the entire I mean. world this to what it is what today. And, th- and this is why we know things are bad in this day and age, because we've already done it and found out that it's bad. Yeah, tried and tested. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree with you. Well, yeah. It's a bit liberal now, I'd yeah. say. All right, well, I'll just go out there and stick with um, how, how, how uh, you know, the world is looking at the minute. I'm going to eradicate racism, Luke. The 17th century never happened. And if, it, that, if the 17th century never happened, racism technically kind of don't exist. Get into the old pseudoscience and all of that type of stuff. The, the, the problem is then is that half of Italy's football stadiums would be empty. <laughs> yeah. Make sure you hoist that across. Or any gems getting missed out on. A couple of these, whatever first comes into your head. If you're forced into gladiatorial combat but could only choose a weapon that isn't typically considered a weapon, what non-conventional weapon would you choose? Dog shit. <laughs> you ain't coming near me when I'm holding a fucking 12-foot dog shit in my hand. <laughs> Stay away. <laughs> 12 foot. If you freeze it into a sword. Yeah, it's a sword, yeah. <laughs> if you're reincarnated as an animal based on your personality, what animal do you think you'd come back as? Ooh. I thought it was a slug for me, which I was quite oh, ashamed fuck. of. <laughs> <laughs> a slug. Um, I don't know. I think I'd be 
I'd probably be a worm, Luke. <laughs> Unfortunately, mate, I probably would. The thing is, I see that as an upgrade on the slug. Yeah. So I'm <laughs> Yeah. The worm is the more agile of the two, you know? <laughs> they do a lot more work as yeah. well. Because a bit of salt just writes me off. <laughs> yeah, see, whereas I'm a big fan of salt. I, I've, many, I've said it many times. It's the only sauce you need you'd have to is be a with, bit of salt. You'd have to be with that uh, duvet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Enough. If you had to be haunted by a ghost for the rest of your life, but you could choose which dead person the ghost would be, who would you choose? Ooh. Who do I like that's dead? Hmm. And that's not going to annoy the shit out of me <laughs> at the same time. I don't know. I think it would be someone that's going to do some sort of benefit benefit to my life. Get an old commentator you know? to just document your day. Yeah, it could be that, but that'd get fucking that'd get annoying quite quick, wouldn't it? You wouldn't be able to be generic either. I'd go for someone inspirational. Steve McManaman. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that. Yeah, probably not. I mean, that Stephen Manning was dead. He's not though. dead. Let's You'd just be put taking that out one there. hell of one for the team. From the time that we're recording this podcast, Steve McManaman is still alive and kicking, but and somehow employed. <laughs> yeah. Right. If people were required to post the bad as well as the good on social media, do you think the platforms would be more or less popular than they are now? Oh, it wouldn't exist. Like, if what? So you, what mean, you mean? What you're saying is so that like, if, if you but there are people like that do that. shit that happened to you on social media as yeah, well as definitely, everything. There's yeah, definitely there's definitely 29 year old women from a shithole that definitely do that. I'd take the rough with the smooth to see everyone else's torture. Yeah, I kind of get that. Yeah, all these like girls who sort of are post the pre-drinks on the Instagram. Right, let's see at the end of the night. Let's see, yeah. let's yeah. see how what's really happening. Let me, let me, let me reverse the Actually, tables you here. Darren's quick. Out, let's see what you look like then. <laughs> let me reverse the tables here, quick. Here's an, here's a one. Yeah, so social media still exists, right? Or the alternative where there's no social media, it means basically you have to have your porn history. Available to the world. Oh boy. What are we saying now? I'd rather go jail. Like, I know that's that's. I think I'd rather go jail for six months. What has he got? Yeah, no. Are you saying that's where you're going? Wait, wait, hang on a sec. I was gonna say, it might and not be a choice. We're talking about like, these are legal searches, okay? This is legal stuff. I would not want to be getting my shit shared. You can put it that way. You can see mine. I don't mind. Share most of it anyway. Yeah, but <laughs> not literally. But just yeah, <laughs> we've all been in them places where it's like the, the game's finished and you're staring at your reflection in the laptop screen and you're like, "What the fuck did I just do?" <laughs> Someone that is at lunch some days, I think, Christ, what, what they must think of us or, or me in particular. What futuristic thing from a sci-fi movie or book do you really wish existed right now? The click remote was the first thing oh, for me. Oh, yeah, that there was some pretty... Yeah, that's gnarly shit, the click remote. With I think Christopher with Walken that. in your life as well. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, like... <laughs> it's not really futuristic, but it, it kind of is. It's like I said, it's almost like an alternative universe. I'd love to be Dragon Ball Z-esque. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like charge up my 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 uh my g and, and all the rest of it and just uh, yeah that'd be me i'd be a, i'd be able to fly basically is what i'm saying <laughs> well so we got uh if you could create any one reality tv show and it was guaranteed to air mm. what show would you want to put on tv 
the Vic. <laughs> the Vic Thursday Club. Basically, for those that are not completely unaware, I'm sure every little area in in the country has a shithole pub that is frequented by shithole people. <laughs> There's one in Brockworth called the Victoria, uh, and they have a Thursday club. I'd love to just see the the goings on of the Thursday club. To be honest, I'm pretty sure it would keep us all entertained for weeks. So yeah, that's what I'd go with. Not to deal with a cat. I'd commission the, the spitballing pod TV show. Any way we can get that quick buck in, <laughs> we'll be sorted. All right. You can transport one furious elephant into any point in history. Where would you put it? Probably put it in the Houses of Parliament right this second. <laughs> Just let him go fucking wild in there. Yeah. I'm sending it into that. Chelsea United FA Cup final where Drogba got the winner like right late on the worst cup final ever and just what's he up to on both of those teams <laughs> yeah all that that United Liverpool game was pretty bad from a, the Friday night one was it? no Monday night one from a couple of years back we've mentioned it on here before Maybe you could have just made him storm in when Jose was being conceived. And if that just never happened, then those games wouldn't have been on the record. But we would have just had another Jose. And we wouldn't have had Chelsea. Yeah. (laughs) If someone offered you 10 grand every time they punched you in the face, Mm. how many times would you want to be hit? Oh, I could take it all day. I've been, I'm not lying. You have to make sure you don't die though. (laughs) Yeah, but a punch in the face, a punch in the face. I've been hit in the face quite a lot of times in my life <laughs> I'd take a punch in the I've face for 10 grand, 10 grand for the yeah time. like I'm, yeah exactly that TK I've never never been given a fucking thank you even do you know what I mean so 10 grand would be the biggest bonus ever <laughs> what movie worthy heist would you pull off if you knew in the end you would get away with it ooh for me I'm going legacy over money there if you could get yeah. like the Mona Lisa yeah, Everyone I mean, what knows are you doing you, with it? But you can still escape. You get away with it. But what are you doing with it? Putting it in You'd your bedroom? Be infamous. Yeah, I know, yeah. But I mean, what what's it doing rather, for you? You'd rather the money, surely. Yeah. You just live a, live a happy life. What's the point in living in infamy and you can't enjoy any money? I'd rather, I could take both. I could sell the Mona Lisa, but everyone Yeah, but knows. who would you sell the Mona Lisa to in that instance? Because Some Russian billionaire. Yeah. If you can sell like a 13-year-old girl, you can sell the Mona Lisa. Fair enough. <laughs> this is it. Moving swiftly So on. what's the next question? <laughs> Just reading off uh, Troy's history that he's there. What laws would you abolish if you could and what laws would you create? Uh, I've got a big one I'd create that I thought of earlier. If I could abolish law, a law, it'd be the use of drugs. That would be the <laughs> first one. Just simply because it's a fucking stupid law. It's just silly to try and regulate. Like, the war on drugs has failed. We, we haven't got 45 minutes here for me to go in very deep with this. But basically, that's I'd abolish that. Mother- yeah, that's another pod altogether. But yeah, I'd get rid of that shit. Um, and then what? So one law I can make? Yeah. Oh. It would probably be um, people that post their food on Instagram. That'd be done. That'd be gone. In fact, you know what? I'd get rid of Instagram and Facebook and just keep Twitter. I mean, And S- Snapchat can fuck off and all. I've never once looked at someone's roast dinner and think, that looks amazing. Do you know what I mean? It's no. like, 
It's the same with Christmas dinners. I look, yeah, I look at them sometimes and I think that is some really below average yeah. roast dinner. Like there's no seasoning on the potatoes. There's hardly any gravy. You no know, Yorkshire puds. That's it's, that's a big no no. It's the no, ones no. where it's like wifey has sorted me out here. It's like, yeah. and come it's, on, you've not been sorted. It's, it's like sh- Dad, take that down. Fuck yeah. sake, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. it's like shop bought carrots with like no seasoning, no nothing. It's just just the bare like kind of what it came out the packet as. Maybe the drugs one could be the thing you mandate. It's, so it's not only are the drugs now legal, you're actually mandated. You have to take drugs. What the yeah. fuck do you think you're doing? Yeah. What do you mean you're not heroin? Get, it, get on it. You have to replace the Christmas dinner photo shoot with just whatever drugs <laughs> just you're having that day. Wifey sorting me out with a couple of hits. So my law is, I'd like it to be an arrestable offence for being an asshole. So you, that's, that's, that's subjective though. Oh no, Absolutely. You send them to a jury and a jury go, no, it does sound like you were being an asshole. Ten years in prison. <laughs> I was listening to someone, some chopsy bird on the bus downstairs today. So I could hear it over my headphones and I was thinking, I wish I could get you arrested for just being an <laughs> irritant. Yeah. And so most of us can tell when someone is being an asshole. So you should be able to, it should be fairly black and white. You being an asshole, get in prison sorted yeah like you you get like a card that maybe you have five of them <laughs> and so you have to be very careful when you decide to play the card an opportunity <laughs> like that on the bus arose and it's like right my card's coming out yeah. and then people on the bus have to agree kind of, well not all of them but well, some of them have to <laughs> yeah some of them <laughs> have to so back you reviews. up with this as well you know and i suppose with that as well that it's like cricket so if you get if it, they actually weren't being an arsehole then you then get put on trial yeah, for that. for doing that so that would kind of get rid of like the false claims here and there <laughs> call that VAR for yeah. <laughs> being a nonsense you, you could do worse than the start of the O2 on Saturday just every, anyone that came through the doors you could be like probably, right you're gone Yeah. Also, anyone at any boxing show can almost certainly be in this you bringing up the boxing has made me think also yeah Sweet Caroline's gone Yeah. it's fucking gone yeah. All right. I'm sure Neil Diamond's cashed it. in but he's done yeah, he's, the, the tour can't be now. come on Oh, we got a couple left. Uh, if you could bring back any cancelled TV series, which TV show would you choose to bring back? Dream Team. All day long. All day long. I don't know if any of you know about Dream Team. Yes. It was on Sky One so way good. back in the went. Harchester United. <laughs> like, I think maybe because I was only 11 or 12, but in my head, it looked so legit when they were playing games. Like, they could be playing Arsenal. And I don't really know what they did. They kind of like... Maybe they just showed scenes from, say, Arsenal Chelsea and just darkened the shirt slightly yeah, to purple. Yeah, yeah. But it fucking worked for I me. Remember, I remember one there that they had an orange away kit and yeah, they, yeah, they had dubbed orange. over it with the Liverpool Chelsea League Cup final. Where no Reese scores the volley in oh, the first second. Great stuff. Second. And I remember thinking, hang on, I'll fucking run with them. this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, there was actually a mod not long back, wasn't there, on Football Manager that had Harchester yeah, United in, in yeah. and you know the full bar it, it used to be that it was like an easter egg that you had the Soccer AM team on there yeah yeah but now there's not Soccer AM badges yeah. or something on it hey, do you remember, tubes do you remember the Soccerette yeah thinking about it that Mate. was only a few years ago you yeah. couldn't do that I'll tell you <laughs> what yeah we live in a mad decade imagine don't we? imagine trying to get the Soccerette going <laughs> no chance I actually met a Soccerette she's from Gloucester and she was in Liquid my first ever time in Liquid when I was 17 <laughs> and so I was t- got talking to her. She's like, oh yeah, I was a soccerette. I was like, yeah, fuck off. And then she just proceeds to pull out a phone and show me it. And I'm like, oh, fair <laughs> enough. 
Did you do the walk? Or yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, who do yeah. you, th- you think you are, Mr. Big Star? Oh, great. But you, go, just you going back. Natalie Sawyer on there. Yeah, going back to going back to the point about kind of football. Football is the only thing that doesn't work as a film entity. Like American football, you can get by. It looks looks pretty good. Baseball, like football, football, you can't recreate. It's like when um, Green Street when they're all when they're all in the game and they've got this game and you can tell it's so substandard on the pitch, but kind of the focus is off it bothered, like giving it large to the fans. But you can still tell it's like conference standard football on the pitch. It's it's just uncreatable, and I guess that's the problem why with VAR as well, I guess. There's a couple I want to bring back. Flash forward, only went for one season, never got to know what happened there. Flash forward? Yeah. What was that? It was kind of, it followed on from the lost era, and it was Uh, the world stopped for a certain amount of seconds, but one bloke was still sound and... It went from there. I had a Harold from Harold and Kumar in there. Oh, yeah. My Wife and Kids was also top telly. Mm. That was banging. <laughs> yeah. I used to love coming yeah. home after school, banging on Treble, the, yeah. the TV show. Treble as a whole had some great shows. Some great that was stuff easy on watch. Yeah, that. it was easy good watch. stuff. I want to know what happened in the hard times of RJ Burger as well. <laughs> and Freaks and Geeks, which is very underrated if you haven't seen it. It's got the likes of like... Uh, Seth Rogen and that whole kind of bunch of them that went on to make all the same film like so many times. Basically, the house in Knocked Up, it's just all of them as like school kids, but it's all their like first roles. And they did, and it was one of them where it was horribly unsuccessful at the time and then just gained like a cult following after. And the last one, if you could know the truth behind any one secret or mystery, what would it be? Oh... Because this this creates like a, a rabbit hole on its own. I could say the the moon landings, which could then lead to flat Earth and all that bollocks. Like I read today, yeah, that there's some that like this is a a real conspiracy that there's a country that they just eradicated apparently that used to be in like where Russia kind of is. They begin with a T. I can't remember the name of it now. But like, yeah, they were really going with this. Like, it was an empire and everything. We won't go into the whole thing now because we no. really could be here for another couple. <laughs> we of hours. No, got this, that time. no, no, this is separate. But it's, it's talking about believing ridiculous things. Jack believes that if you had say oh, no. you were stood on like a paving stone that fell from like two hundred feet, yeah, and you jumped just before you hit the floor, then you would be okay. Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't say okay. But I'd say you'd live. No, his, I mean, his evidence was Legolas did it in Lord in the Hobbit. <laughs> no, 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 no. See, get me wrong. I actually sent you a study by the University of Chicago, and it shows that if you were in a falling elevator and you jumped just before the elevator hit the ground, you could survive the impact because the elevator would have reached its terminal velocity. Do you see where I'm coming yeah. from? In yeah, principle, exactly. maybe, but in practice... But the idea of it actually happening. Yeah, I think we'll I mean, save this and we'll have this as a whole intro at some point yeah, because I it really so. could be several I mean, hours. Don't take it up with me. Take it up with the, the uh, University of Illinois. So. Did, you, did you ever send that question into Brainiacs? Because <laughs> that sounds like something to me that they would have done. I mean, I, that was an experiment just, they would have been up to. I actually saved it. I, we'll come back to it later. I sent borrowing a whole study so <laughs> it's founded grounds here people yeah. I've yeah. seen studies on words that I also <laughs> know is ridiculous alright let's get into our Euro update then before we get into football I don't have too much to say here I can just reel through mine very quickly 
Fiorentina got banged two one by Genoa. Not much there. <laughs> if we were doing a head to head at the moment of a league table of all yeah. of our teams, I'd be coming out smelling of roses yeah, at the yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah. Alex, Alex wouldn't be. So it's yeah. a good thing he's like. <laughs> Juve next for uh, Fiorentina. So they'll have had Fiorentina and Napoli in their first four games. And you would have thought that Genoa was probably the winnable one for them. Yeah. But actually watching the game, Genoa were all over them. Like They just did not seem to get out of first gear. Herfer got banged 3-0 by Schalke. So they've got Alex's mains boys next. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Mallorca got banged 2-0 by Valencia and have Bilbao next. So that's just about all I have to say. I've got <laughs> one goal between three teams. Well... I've kind of hit it lucky again this week, so I've obviously won 2-1 Genoa versus Fiorentina. I've also had Espanyol versus Granada. In this game, 3-0 to Granada away from home at Espanyol sounds like an easy win, but it could have easily been 3-0 to Espanyol. It was one of those, like the game, the actual goals was one for almost like the ilk of, you know, the Arsenal goal at the weekend in the derby, oh, yes. where um, Leno just kind of parries a ridiculously <laughs> easy shot. And it like dribbles out and someone taps it in. Um, Espanol, all Espanol, and then all of a sudden it, again it was a random FIFA-like shot where it just comes off the keeper and someone taps it in again. And that's two <laughs> 0 and then like cross across the box makes it three. So again, that could have been three 0 to Espanol on another day, um, but I'll take it. Very happy days for Granada, and then a three 0 win for my Leipzig and my guy to watch Timo Werner. Popping, popping up with a hat trick again. I'm not sure I'm letting you get away with Timo Werner as one to watch. Yeah. One of the hottest prospects in Europe. You were the one who actually touted it as saying, you got one to watch there, you got Timo no, Werner. Yeah, uh, Jean-Kevin Augustine. <laughs> I mean, it's Leipzig. I mean, we've got a good team there in Leipzig, but Timo Werner is the one to watch. There's no getting around that fact. It'd be like, I don't know, going to, I don't know, probably like a one-man team somewhere Patrick in there. Yeah, and you've got um, Paulson as well in the field. He's a decent can hit the ball, but... Timo Verne really put on the afterburners for his second goal, ran straight through the um, Gladbach defence as if it wasn't even there, and then just had time to readjust his feet and hit it left footed underneath the keeper. It's one of those goals that you love to see. If we slide onto TK, he's got some new signings to gloat about as well. Yeah, no gloating to be going on there. Uh, I'll come on to Roma. As Jack said, Gladbach lost to Leipzig. Um, I'm seeing the highlights. I think it's kind of going to be how the two teams go in terms of. Seemed a relatively close game, but Leipzig were very clinical. Yeah. Gladbach couldn't hit a barn door until yeah. very late on when they nicked one. Um, <laughs> yeah, Mkhitaryan signing for Roma. Cheers. Get a lot my face. Um, Chris Smalling as well. That's the, your team, yeah, yeah, that's the one I drew. Yes. Hey, you well there. We should we should be able to have a redraw for uh, for signings like Smalling and Mkhitaryan. That that didn't come. That wasn't in the small print when when we did this draw. Um, Levante got a 2-0 win, bagged late on. Apparently, this is their best ever start. <laughs> yeah, apparently, this is Levante's best ever start, which is maybe a reflection of Levante rather than anything else. Uh, and then Roma, fresh with those two new signings. Obviously, everybody must be feeling great around the club. <laughs> that must be what inspired them to a one-all draw with Lazio in the derby. Um yeah, and from what I saw of it, I think it was a, a better derby than the scoreline might suggest. Um, classically, sort of fiercely fought. Um, Kolarov apparently will always be Kolarov in terms of he scored, he scored a penalty, but also gave the ball away to give Lazio their goal. So he's sticking true to what he was. Um, when you looked at some of the highlights and some of the stats from it, it looked a fairly close game, but Lazio will probably feel more short in terms of they hit the post four times. So they're 
kind of feel they probably should have won it. Um, but yeah, that was a that was a roundup. Well, wait for Troy to come back before we get into the other football. But the the terms of the Mkhitaryan deal have come out with uh, <laughs> they're paying all of his wages, which makes it look worse now with what. United managed to get into to pay for Sanchez, who are a much richer club and are getting a better player, so there's that. Also, if he plays 20 games, then there's a mandatory fee of £25 million that they're going to have to pay, and and it's set up with it to be a three-year deal. So I don't know what on earth they're, <laughs> they're doing. I don't know what the Italian clubs as a whole are thinking. I don't know if they just think, we'll take the dregs from the Premier League and they'll just be better than what we've got. I saw someone tweet saying um, they were hoovering down the back of the bed just picking up the little bits of dirt so they just can't, <laughs> that you can't reach and that's what the Serie A is just picking up it's because they're the only like quality of any name that they can really afford is the players that have flopped in the UK because we're so much slower the, the wages well, are so bad yeah well that's what from doing the Euro roundups and I'm looking at the teams and well, the way the games go the games are ridiculously slow over there. In yeah. yeah, and it's crazy to think that you've got so many players and managers, especially managers that come over from Italy that do a job in England, mm. and you wonder why they wouldn't take that back over there. I think it might have been Tika I was having this discussion with yesterday, if not someone else, and we're saying that the reputation of Serie A used to be, don't put them in your bet, it's going to be a nil-nil. Mm. And yeah. it's almost yeah. as if they've now just kind of, all the owners have got together and look, look lads... We need goals this year. <laughs> if you have to bung a couple in to make it a bit more interesting. It's like the most corrupt fucking division <laughs> yeah. in the world anyway, exactly. isn't it? The Italian league. Anyway then, let's get on to some proper football. Jack's words, not mine. <laughs> North London derby we'll start with. We usually do it in order, but I feel like this will be getting referred to within the other games, so we may as well scratch <laughs> this one off first. So, Arsenal 2, Tottenham 2. We start off with the team selection shambles from Arsenal. That midfield they've selected with three not defensive midfielders, but midfielders that are defensive, if that makes any more sense. In theory, they're defensive midfielders. Yeah. In practice, maybe there, not so much. There's a guy on uh, AFTV. I'm not going to name him because he don't fucking deserve it. <laughs> get. He doesn't even deserve his name out there on the airwaves. He, what he does ex- it rhyme with? Fucking, not one of the obvious ones. Though. It's quite obvious, <laughs> but I just trying, I was trying to be. There's nothing that really rhymes with it. it that's it, funny. Does, does it rhyme <laughs> with Schmitty? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that knobhead posted allegedly. before the game an alleged knobhead. He posted before the game. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've seen. Well this. happy with the side, like, <laughs> and then after the game, he's cussing about the side selection. Just fuck off. Fuck but sake. yeah, that those three working together in the midfield's just not. It's not for me. Yeah, especially in a derby, in, in the Tottenham derby. You're going out to win that game yeah. at the Emirates, well, you know what I mean? I feel like we need to address this after some of the accusations. This is not a bad derby by any stretch no. of the imagination. I've seen some people talking about it like it is, whether you're Arsenal fans or not, and we're going to be more biased, but I don't think you have more guarantee for a good game of any derby in... Well, 
Well, the fact yeah. that just because there's not five players on each side that are from North London, <laughs> that suddenly means it's not a fucking proper derby is bollocks. Because yeah. then we haven't had any proper derbies for twenty odd years. Do you know what I mean? Like there's and watching gonna... the standard of Celtic Rangers is probably for the best. Yeah, I mean we all enjoy watching the old firm derby because we like seeing Scott Brown kick the shit out of someone. <laughs> But as far as... Have Ryan Jack not been arrested yet? Yeah. <laughs> but as far as like skill and entertainment... <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's unmatched. It has been unmatched for the last 10 years, probably. 5-2, when, t- when Spurs were winning 2-0. 4-4, yeah. four, four, like 4-2. There's been some serious games amongst that. The, the only other one that I would... This is, like I say, bias, because you just said... Is Liverpool Arsenal? It's not a big derby game, but no. as far as entertainment oh, yeah. value, yeah. that's a great game too. Mentioning Liverpool and mentioning Rangers, somehow Liverpool have done it again. What do you mean somehow? No, oh. no, wait. With no money in the in the SPL, and they've somehow got eight million for Ryan Kent today. <laughs> I don't know. Rangers are paid eight million for oh, Ryan yeah. Kent. For yeah, I don't really understand I don't why know how they... this happens. <laughs> I don't really. Un- We've well, got it... two hundred and fifty grand in six instalments for Monreal. <laughs> It's my well. It's basically the Gerard connection, isn't it? Let's be honest. Gerard yeah, I mean, is as long I don't know as he's how at, they get the money. Yeah. yeah, as long as he's at Rangers, they're going to continue to get Liverpool players, aren't they? That's the thing. Yeah. I saw that um, Ojo or Oho taking some stick yesterday. Yeah. I I saw the discussion you guys were having about the derby, and I thought I thought there was almost two different discussions happening. I because I thought for me it's probably my favourite derby to watch. I think it's the best, but I don't necessarily think it's the biggest if you follow. Yeah, no, I'm not for example, I, I would I would say for example, as a as a derby in and of itself, Newcastle and Sunderland probably is. Yeah, because it's probably means the biggest a lot to them. Because they have nothing else. Exactly. I, that. I, I, the, yeah. I, I used to I used to live with a guy who was a Sunderland fan and he literally says like the North East has two things, like industry yeah. and football. And we don't really have industry anymore. No, <laughs> so it's yeah, like both our, it was like <laughs> both our football teams are shit. So it's like basically it was like, even the year when Sunderland were going down, he was like, I was still telling him, look, we did the double over the George, so something. <laughs> it's like they've got nothing else going on, whereas Arsenal Spurs typically will at least be aiming for something a little bit higher than just beating each other. Does it mean anything outside of there, though? Like, there are Celtic and Rangers fans outside of Scotland for that yeah. to be big. Like, in terms of being a big derby, it's big because, I guess, every goal does legit feel like mm-hmm. it means something... I mean, when I went to a couple of Newcastle games with uh, Luke, they were singing about a derby win against Sunderland like eight years before. But I don't know how big that makes it being. And it kind of ties in with the whole uh, Bury and Bolton thing we've seen this week. I'm sick of these people that support shit clubs (laughs) going on like they're owed something. Like You're not a fan if you support a big club. Nobody forced you to support these garbage teams. There was a a big old debate on TalkSport today about it. It annoyed the shit out of me. Just because we don't support a plastic big club. Nobody Mm. forced you to support Bury. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, the debate they were having on TalkSport kind of makes sense in a way of that they were basically saying, you know, if you have a team that is in 15 minutes of your house, you should support them. I kind of get that. But I can also understand if like where we're from in the South West, who are we supporting? I ain't I'm, I don't give a Chatham, shit about Chatham Town. Jack's Forest. Yeah. yeah, see, like but on the same side I would go to one of their games. It's just that It's not gonna feel like you're watching Arsenal. Exactly, yet. like the, the, with Arsenal or with United or with Liverpool or whatever, 
they have a stake in the game, like Champions League football, that type of thing. You know, there's a bit more to it than just... The main thing that stops me being a Cheltenham fan is that I would miss Arsenal games. Yeah. You also got to pay 21 quid for the privilege. So if you're going to do it, it's... Yeah, yeah, I mean... I mean, the biggest... Unless you can hypothetically get a student one where you're not a student. The the biggest... fan I was at Forest Green was probably when we got a free season ticket because we played for the youth team <laughs> so I'd go there like on weeknights and stuff like that and see the like big games against Oxford under the lights when they got relegated to the conference that was great like it was a really good experience but then at the same time you are going to be missing out on watching your main teams which you grew up watching as in I've been a Chelsea fan ever since I was a kid because my dad's been a Chelsea fan since like the 70s. I did, I did benefit so largely from the fact that Liverpool are very rarely a Saturday 3 o'clock. So yeah. if you do go and watch Cheltenham, you're going to be sound anyway. Yeah. You've got a lovely little setup if you can do that and get home for the late one. Yeah. Is Jack going to sit down in 20 years with kids and go, I, I could have made it. The tobacco <laughs> have ruined my life. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's dodgy knee. The, the, thing with, <laughs> yeah. the thing with the supporting the local club thing is like, I'll happily go to the games because I, I quite enjoy it. But if you're going there to be the guy that says, yeah. oh, I support yeah. the local team, is that not as equally plastic as supporting a big club? Because yeah. you're doing it for the sake of it. It's not because... If it's organic and you grew up watching whatever, I can kind of understand it. But if you're I, doing it so you can preach about going to support a smaller team, everyone's that's ba- no different for me than someone who would just latch on to, say, Man City tomorrow. For I example. mean, when people support a team and when a kid grows up and they choose a football team it usually goes down the route of your dad or a prominent family members whoever they support you support them or you go against them the yeah you go go yeah, go to the go go to the rival of that club yeah. because they support them um so for anyone to call anyone plastic i mean it's pretty difficult because unless you are like someone who's not into football at all but supports man united <laughs> yeah which, which it's, often... it's like my um my girlfriend's brother, not into football at all, doesn't follow me, knows enough about Man United's last fixture, especially as a Chelsea fan, so, when it was 4-0. Yeah, so if they beat Chelsea, you'll hear yeah, from If you don't... Exactly, so he obviously quite, first game yeah. of the season and we lose 4-0 and it's like, he's giving me all kinds of ribbon and I'm there like so hard to take obviously, because he knows nothing about football. Obviously, it's, as long as you've stuck with your club from day one and run with it, yeah. then people can't really ask too much more. The, the only time someone's plastic or flimsy or whatever is if they've swapped, and then yeah. you're like, "Well, you, you can't." Do. I yeah, remember we, yeah, um, yeah, exactly. And we knew a like kid, Alex, <laughs> exactly yeah. like Alex, and we knew another kid at school who, not even they were obviously weren't as good as they are now, but started supporting Man City out of nowhere. Never followed football before, and I was like, "I'm gonna pick Man City." I was like, well, "That seems a relatively uh, interesting choice." I can see what you're trying to do there, and I think that's when he got a bit sticky as well. I mean, going on to City, just just really yeah, quickly we'll get on to this. Their game. We'll get to their game, but I can't watch them anymore because it's too boring to watch. You know when Spain did Tiki Taka and they were boring to watch? But at least you only had a handful of games. Yeah, This is every week. But I want to go back just quickly to the Arsenal game because I have a few points again about... Yeah, what did you say about... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say with Cheltenham. I like like the idea of some uh, Cheltenham fans like, well, he's plastic, he's from Gloucester. (laughs) He should support his local team. In theory, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's funny because there's a lad that plays for our football team and um, he is a home and away Cheltenham fan. And I'm thinking, I, sometimes I ask him, like, why do you do that? Why do you, like, <laughs> home and away Cheltenham? Like, he goes all, all over the country supporting Cheltenham. Like, I mean, fair play to you, but I wouldn't be doing that. <laughs> and it's like, you look at Cheltenham Town as well and they're now in the same league as Forest Green, aren't they? 
and Forrest Green, where they've come in such a short space of time. I think that's absolutely brilliant what Delvin's doing, but they're all vegans. Zico so. being able to flares. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the Forrest Green thing, they always get referenced as um, a great stand-up club because of like uh, their eco-friendly and stuff. Never mind the fact they've like losing like three million a year and have no ability to pay. It, other than the fact that the, the uh, owners minted, yeah. they yeah. have zero ability. They've got the lowest crowds and in the whole football league, but he yeah. can bankroll it. I'm not sure. And then it's, it's people genuinely this... used it as a way of like, oh look at what happened, to Burry. It's what happened to Forest Green. Like, well, they're pretty much exactly yeah. in, at risk of having that happen to them. Yeah. If we go through the game, then so yeah. Arsenal start out really well. The atmosphere was I don't know how it came on TV. It looked like I mean the fans were all up for it it was horrible before the game I was speaking to Troy because everyone was so confident Arsenal were going to yeah, win yeah. like I went for a piss pre-game and I was just like listening to like, blokes in the toilet and I'm like should do this pretty easy today <laughs> it was like he's like I'd like to see if we can get a couple and then um, if like Reese Nelson gets his first goal I'm thinking what the hell game do you think we've got here <laughs> yeah. so against the run of play they have a break it's pretty poor defending from uh, Socrates not following the man and then from, Leno from who sorry Socrates who created the first gap who created the gap for him to run into are we going to do this like VAR no. VAR where we no. go like back no, no, like no, 10 no, no, plays no no no, no 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 we're not doing 10 plays the original gap that was the original shot was from Davide doing exactly what he did against Salah and I've told you no last week you're not pinning this goal on David Luiz <laughs> oh Louise. my god he run he run he run he runs out of defence with his hands up. Like, just like just like he did against Salah for Salah's second goal. Well, in this case, any time we can see the goal, he's going to go... Well, because David Luiz does it. David Luiz put you in it that It was position. in the same phase of play. Hang on. How have you not registered that he does this it, every single game and you will it pay wasn't, for it? It wasn't his mistake. It was a fairly tame shot that... I'm not saying that. Leno I'm not saying that. Saved, and then Socrates hasn't followed his but, the, the, but if you look at the gaps and the way that they ran into them, Spurs' entire game plan was run into gaps that they've created from mistakes of Arsenal defence. And that they executed it pretty well. And then when they stopped executing it well, that's when they stopped scoring goals. If you looked at the actual play, you've got the runners going in at goal, and you've got Davalouz who's just inexplicably run out of defence for no reason. And there is the shot when that comes... That you're talking about. No, it's the shot that then comes from his misplaced, and then obviously you've got the fumble and then the goal. Say, I lost my head, but a bloke in front of me. The, the goal's been conceded and he's gone... Uh, can't do much about that. Sun's in his eyes. As if a cap. Hell. Just put a cap on if the sun yeah. is in Put a Chris Kirkland cap on. The, the problem for me was Shaka was going up for the header and suddenly Socrates we'll says, oh, I'll, I'll help you out. Yeah. I'll come and give you a hand and decides he's going to go for the exact same header which he and he just kind of pushed Shaka in the back to say, oh, yeah, we'll both go for this. Fact, the and ne- then that happened. The next note I had on my list was Shaka is the worst footballer ever. <laughs> I, I, I've watched... So, that was the one part I didn't think was his fault. Other than that, yeah, see, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that, you're right. Yeah, Spurs, At that point, Shaka's having a great game. Yeah. <laughs> Spurs then came into the game, didn't they? They had the majority of the ball for the next however long. And then... It looks like, okay, maybe see it through to half time, one goal. I was, wasn't too like negative at one goal down. I still no. thought there's plenty in this. Then from the free kick, Gwenduzi for some reason tries dribbling out of the corner. That was the first thing. Hmm. Then it looks like the danger is going to be crowded out. And you just see Shaka flying in. I don't know what the hell. I've watched no. it now about 20 times. I still don't know what he's trying to achieve. Because he's gone with a scissor tackle, which <laughs> even if you get the ball now is a foul, isn't it? Predominantly. So, 
it's the angle he's approached it from is wrong. I mean, it's one on one. You don't jump in in the box. They say if you're going to go to ground, make sure you get the ball. Definitely hasn't done that. I mean, you want to say rush, but it doesn't really cover it, does it? It'd be, no. be kind of like if one of us beats each other in the head now, you wouldn't be saying, oh, that was a bit rush. You'd be saying, what yeah. the fuck is this guy doing? <laughs> like, I remember watching it and I was thinking that he's going to fly in. You could see him move yeah. across the area and you could just see what was going through his head. Oh, don't do it, don't do it. And then if you actually watch the replay, there wasn't actually that much contact, if any at all, but you just give the referee so much license. Yeah, like, a, like, he deserved it. Yeah, there. he deserved it just for being a complete twat yeah. like in jumping in like week. that. And I was just there like, what have you done? His, his fans are mental. There are still people yeah. defending him. Troy saw me reply to one earlier of this guy saying, look, I'll defend him till my dying breath. Uh, he, he said, he said, he, he makes a couple of mistakes, yes, but for the most part, he's our best midfielder. He's like, what are you seeing? I don't <laughs> understand this. <laughs> when he's jumped in like that, and he had the nerve to get up and uh, to the like, fight his cause. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know what the hell he's doing. I will say, Kane, you don't even have any hope in your head that he's going to get saved when he steps up for a pen. I, like, he's the only person that I can see hit with a the instep of it, like the inside of his foot and it looked like someone's hit with the laces. He he takes it how you should take it. I hate it. If you're going to, unless you're going to put it in top bins then you can maybe hit it with a bit less power. Mm. Drive it at the very least. I hate this place and just hope you get the keeper going the wrong way. You can tell that he's just took a bag of ball yeah. up, balls up for like a year and just absolutely nailed it as hard as he could. Is, if he Leno goes skills. the right way he's still not saving that. No, because yeah. he's not getting there quick enough no, to exactly. save it because it's so powerful. Yeah, Probably over anyone in the league, he's the one I watch, and I've no doubt he's going to yeah. score it. It links nicely to a Sky Sports feature where they did with him, where they couldn't quite work out that he stays behind and works on his finishing. <laughs> oh, that seems remarkable that one of the top strikers in the world does yeah. that. Brilliant. Yeah. Mental. Great insight. I've tried finding footage of, because I've heard and I've seen the quotes that Gary Neville just went in on Xhaka I've heard he was some of the noises he was making during the game shouldn't come out of a human yeah he was going like oh and he was doing that before Xhaka was doing anything yeah. it was like you could see what he was going to do and like literally that penalty was like oh we were penalty like in, the, in the stands though as well it was like, <laughs> what are people seeing here do you think this is a good player yeah he actually said at one point I'm not sure what Shaka offers this Arsenal team other than 50 fouls a game. And it was literally as simple as that. Going back to that noise that he was making, he also made that noise before Suzuku took yeah, his shot. And that was well. great as well. It was almost like he just knew Suzuku's going to kick this like like I, saw, like I read on Twitter earlier, like he's kicking someone's fucking head in. Like, he's just going to hit this hard. <laughs> he's going to go over the bar. Never, never forget, we spent 35 million on Xhaka when there was a 20 million release clause for Kante and he wanted to come to Arsenal. Yeah, but Bayern wanted him and Atletico wanted him and Pep wanted him. Fuck off! They're all dumb if they did. Well, they don't want him now anyway. Put it that way. Do you know the way... Suzuka kicks the football is like you know the rugby player at school that doesn't play football but yes. then sometimes yes. joins in <laughs> yeah. and like he knows nothing but other than absolutely cunting <laughs> yeah, it as hard as he can yeah. Yeah. yeah and like how can you be a professional midfielder and not be able to shoot like he did it a couple of weeks ago and that one against Liverpool last season when Van Dyke made him bottle it like <laughs> how can you not shoot as a professional midfielder I just don't understand yeah. I don't understand you had about four just yesterday. Yeah, I know. Even when it dropped to him, I mean, the whole crowd's kind of went, oh, okay. So yeah, it's yeah. All right. yeah. Like, I literally, I was sat there watching, thinking, oh, nothing's going to happen here, and just knew 
that was going to happen. Going back to Xhaka, though, how many penalties do you reckon he's given away as an, Ars- as an Arsenal player? I don't know, but I saw a stat yesterday saying that him alone contributed to 21.4% of Arsenal's fouls this season. Yeah, he's given away five penalties since he joined Arsenal. And like, a defender would be like annoyed if they'd given away two. The thing is, there's only so much blame you can put on him because at some point, the manager is continuing to pick him. Yeah. And well, people I... said, well, Wenger didn't drop him either. Wenger got sacked. <laughs> Emery hasn't made the top four. Well, like yeah. I, I said to you yesterday, Luke, if, if Emery is defending him to his core in front of the public eye and in front of the cameras after the game. I'm all for that Um, as long as long (laughs) as he's ripping him a new fucking asshole like in the changing room I just don't think he is I don't think he is I was I I really don't think he is like I don't know which player in the dressing room either is going to say look you've got to stop this yeah I can't see anyone like Socrates is probably the toughest bloke in there along with (laughs) Kalasanach but neither of them they look Pretty like mind my own business, get along with my yeah, own. Yeah, I game. just find that there's gonna there's that big language barrier as well with with he, certain players at Arsenal that he's can't unofficially get a our captain. Through. I know, but he's he is Swiss, but he's also Serbian. Am I right? Yeah, he's Bosnian. That's he did that um, celebration. Yeah, he's when Serbian. He scored, then, yeah. yeah, but what he did it as he well. Did it too, they yeah. both scored in the game. Both yeah. Who? What does he speak though? What language is his first tongue? Do we know? I think he speaks. I've heard him because the Swiss English, they I've speak a lot. Speak German. Yeah, Swiss is like German, French, a bit of Italian. Yeah, yeah. From the side of Switzerland, he's played in Germany from, yeah. as well. From the side of Ger- uh, Switzerland, that he's from, he'd be fluent German. All right, sweet. So that tells me Socrates can take the shit out of him because <laughs> Socrates spent a long time in Germany. I know he's Greek, but he spent a long time in Germany. So hopefully, somebody told that man. I like the what idea you've been doing of is Socrates not right. talking at him in another language, just cursing him out, and he's yeah. got no clue what he's saying. <laughs> yeah, probably <laughs> drop a few Greek. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Socrates is great though because there was a couple of uh, uh, occasions yesterday where he sort of got involved in you know like a kind of a kerfuffle, but what he does this great is he just kind of like puts his body onto someone, puts his arms out wide, and just keeps pushing as yeah. if to say, "What's going on here? There's nothing going on. I'm Wink. not doing anything wrong." Winks shut it, didn't he? Yeah, he, he had Wink. He got up, put his arms in the air, and was like, "I'm not doing anything here." Nobody Winks also <laughs> tried to shoulder barge uh, Klasnach. And it was hilarious because he just bounced off him. Well, he, and I was like, what are you doing? You don't you, hit him. <laughs> he's lucky that Shaka had such a bad game because he was oh, also yeah, atrocious. He can't play in a back four. That's yeah. that's the thing with him. He's great going forward. Kalasanac. He, he took oh, a, yeah. almost a certain goal from Aubameyang off the end yeah. of his toe as well. Yeah. And you know Aubameyang yeah. would have been shouting he, for that. He defines the can't cross a road. Yeah. He, I've never seen someone... The one where the, he'd got pass a defender had an open channel to either shoot and he tripped over the ball yeah. I, I was thinking watching he is I guess it almost to be a mile in the way but he is the like the highest you can possibly get by being athletic and nothing else because yeah. he has zero understanding well, of the game well, the technique it, is just pure you've physicality got, you've got one on either side of the pitch on there you've got Suzoko on one side and then you've got <laughs> yeah. Kalasinac on the other side that side's a writer yeah well the game ended with him him uh, and Mkhitaryan on the one side. So. This is what it's what I don't get from Emery is that he brings on Mkhitaryan in that They're game up above instead of yeah. Ozil, and then he sends him on loan the next day. Well, that that tells that, that tells yeah. me either that or it's not his say that he's going would be the other thing. Mm-hmm. If we get onto the uh, make oh, it yeah. two one, so I've remember I saw it in the ground and. 
the whole stadium was utterly convinced it was a handball. I've not seen it close up. I'm still fairly convinced it must have been the Danny Rose one because it stopped dead. It looked pretty dead on, but Sky didn't play it back. No, or match of the day, they but, didn't focus on it either. So it was almost like it didn't happen. But so I guess it, yeah. that's because it, it yeah, pretty much led to the goal. It's a great finish by Lacazette. The little touch to yeah. nick it over. I saw someone hashtag Wacazette, which was bad. <laughs> it was a Lacazette goal, wasn't it? Yeah. It was certainly the sort of goal that, that he would have scored. Um, getting on to you, I know you're probably going to come there with the second with our second goal. Yeah, um, straight there. It was, it was as simple as... Uh, one of my friends messaged me, Liam, said about how we should have kept uh, Lacazette on for the whole game. My thing was, is Lacazette doesn't score that goal that Aubameyang scores, but five minutes before that, Aubameyang doesn't score a, in a situation where Lacazette probably does. They're, it's it's a tricky one. I feel like you we also, need two up top and yeah. not one stuck out on the wing. But, but you have Pepe, we've you got are. this Pepe who clearly can't use his right foot. Like, <laughs> let's not beat around the bush. He looks great and all, but he won't even touch the ball think, with his right foot. It's have, unreal. I think people have been harsh on him because, like, oh yeah, because he hasn't some, scored six some, goals yeah, already. Some, That's why. I mean, some people, and I know it's the same type of people calling him a flop, and I'd rather see. What you're getting from him than you're getting from Daniel James because the Daniel James thing can't last. Like he's had four shots and he scored three. That's you can't keep that up. Yeah. So I'd rather see everything before the goal yeah. from Pepe because that's going to come at some point. I think he's trying too hard until he does get the goal. I mean, I was only eight or so when we signed Thierry Henry, so I vaguely, I don't really remember it fully. But I've read that when when sort of Henry came. He was very similar. He's for, got a flop. For, for a good <laughs> yeah. few months, he kind of showed everything apart from the end product. I don't think Pepe just needs to get that first goal under his belt and I think he'll be flying. I, I think he's a great looking player. So I've fair. been fairly critical of Gwendouzi on here because I've been saying that, look, if you're going to be starting every week, then you get judged as a star so you don't get judged as a prospect anymore. We saw, I think we saw maybe a preview yesterday and we've seen it in some other games but not consistently. What can happen when he's able to do his job. So if he doesn't have Xhaka next to him, he's probably going to be a lot more effective. So that's one thing. But he just kind of grabbed the game by the scruff of the neck, the smallest bloke on the pitch yesterday. In the second half, he was unbelievable. He was bullying Deli Ali when he came on. Deli Ali tried giving it the big one to him, just like he tried it last year. I think Guendouzi shoved him and he didn't want anything more after that. He didn't want to get in the way of those curly locks. And then just... He had more recoveries than everyone. He picked the ball up and he was driving forward, which is what we lacked until Ceballos came on. And then the assist for the goal was class. If that's Ertzil that plays the pass, then it's going to be slow mode, all sorts from those same kind of people on Twitter. Yeah, because it's more probably because of the way it looked. I mean, I thought he shanked the pass at first and I was like, oh, actually, it's not done to perfection. But the way, just the way he hit it, just I don't know whether it's the technique or what I thought, it looked like he meant to put it deep in that and he shanked it, but... Ended up being perfect, didn't it? And I saw a bit more of a side to him, that technical side that I hadn't really seen before. I thought he does charge around great. He'll get around the pitch, but I'm not, as you've said before, some fans have kind of said, like, he's a never world-class talent, I think. I don't know what I've seen there, but that's a little bit more towards it. He's been called into the France squad today. He's replaced Pogba. Yeah, I've seen that, yeah. Probably they saw the game yesterday, and so they clicked national reports... Sure. Uh, they've yeah. seen the rating and gone <laughs> yeah, 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 get yeah. him in yeah. 
I love giving people their first cap of football manager. I feel like such a nice guy. When yeah, I do, I, I do an awe, <laughs> apart from when they decide they're going to fucking thank the international manager. It's like, what? Well, I didn't do shit for you, no? Yeah. All right, yeah, you go ahead and thank him. <laughs> so then we had... VAR, we thought we'd nicked it to go 3-2. I oh, Usually, yeah. when the flag goes up that quickly... What was that I, like in the ground? There Did were you people, think it was some a goal? People, or? Some people just don't look. I no. s- spotted the flag pretty quick because right. I'm too scared to celebrate. Yeah, now. same now. I feel like this the is second shit goal, in a way. The second goal was horrible because I was convinced it was offside. Yeah, so was I. I, I originally, I'm like... Uh, uh, uh. Like, well, shall I celebrate or not like yeah it's a, like, it's a tricky one my uncle said he didn't want to celebrate because he felt I was being negative and so that kind of lowered his celebration <laughs> he'd grabbed hold of me he'd, he'd grabbed hold of me and then I wasn't really jumping and screaming everywhere uh-huh. and then I kind of kicked in and then it, what was it offside people say you get two celebrations you definitely don't because the no. second one's just relief it's never the same <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. it's not the same those Spurs fans celebrating it are shameless. VAR yeah. is never going to help any club more yeah. than it helps them out. It was offside though. Yeah. yeah. Well, we, we couldn't tell because it, it does, in the stadium it just says checking a goal. So you don't know yeah, what the right, hell is happening. Yeah. Yeah. And we didn't know till after the game. I think um, you put it in that it was Kalas and actually it was offside. And we were thinking, yeah. So did he tap it in or was he the one? Because I, oh, I swear Socrates had put it in. So we didn't know that till after. Mm. I have seen it is blatantly offside. It is horrible because those ones I'd rather just not have the review. If the linesman's that certain, yeah, I mean, you probably don't need to check. You it. don't need to check them type of situation. I don't think linesmen are pretty good at their job. Like, I think they're fucking very good. In fact, there's a lot of situations where I think, how the hell did you realise that was offside? But yeah. they they do seem to get it pretty well. But the you obviously didn't watch it live. But when you see it on the telly, they they sort of show you, don't yeah. they, of what's going yeah. on? Because they said and they were not put it on the funny. screens and they don't. They, they, they stick a little diagonal line off of players yeah. and stuff and it was like come on guys he's like five yards offside you yeah. don't need yeah, to go yeah. in with these lines line. yeah just just leave it I mean if you start putting VAR on the screen and involving the crowd and it's still not because the problem we've got in the Premier League is it's not up to the referee it's yeah, it goes are. to that Stockley Park VAR station yeah. and they make the decision for them whereas in every other league the ref goes and yeah. checks the monitor kind of thing yeah, yeah. It, so much so that the all the grounds in the Premier League have a VAR station by the fourth official bit, bit yeah. and they're still not allowed to use them. I, I find it really weird. Well, yeah. I also find it... Sorry. I mean, the thing is with VAR as well, with how subjective it is and how different everyone takes it, if you put that on the screen, you're just going to put the ref <laughs> under even more pressure. <laughs> to make, cause, Like, for example, the Harry Kane one, right? All Spurs fans would think that's a penalty. Every other fan would think that's I a dive. To get to. That is a disgrace. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's gamesmanship. That's it's what not it is. gamesmanship. It's, it's cheating. Deception. No, it's it not. The same it's every no, 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 because it's not. no, 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 no. Because is a, so is a cop let, let me change. Let me change. Uh, yeah, but he's dece- but deception let, is still cheating. Let me change. Yeah. Let me change this for you. A defender is facing his own goal, and Raheem Sterling, who is five foot seven, five foot eight, pushes a six foot four defender in the back and he falls onto the ball and the ref gives a foul every single time so if you're going to have it facing one way you've got to have it facing the other way and you've got to say that all Harry Kane did there was a striker he was not a defender no no he does this every time and you can see it when you see the replay just his you're allowed to shield the ball no but he doesn't do that he waits he sees the player coming in he plants he plants plants his leg right in front and then he pushes off like a slingshot Mm. 
if he didn't jump six feet across, he may have got it. Because it's stupid from Socrates at the same time. To put two hands on his Socrates back. Socrates yeah. doesn't push him. He puts his hands on his back, yeah. which is stupid in itself. Yeah. But then he has the nerve to try and back it up after. And the worst thing is no pundit will call him a diver. No. They'll chuck it. Lineker tweeted calling Salah a diver last year <laughs> for one that was less of a dive than that. If you're white English and you play in the Premier League, you get the free pass. Daniel James should be unfortunately he's Welsh because he's yeah. been... He's Welsh, is he? Yeah. Oh, they'll ruin him. Yeah, he's, we've got he's to have a bail already. on our hands. I know. Yeah, he's, that's the thing though. When you when you start, if you get booked once for diving, the reputation's there. The it's going to stick. One, the Delhi Ali one didn't even get looked back on, and that was probably worse. Yeah, he's a, he's a fuck ace. He, he probably heard of it as well. This was probably yeah. worse. And again, that fell into the garret, the ref blew up for that one. Yeah. So and the the classic buzzword that always gets thrown under there is, but if you're going to get that, why don't you book him? Yeah. If you've got, if you're convinced enough yeah. to dive, then you surely have to. If you weren't convinced, then you can't give it as a dive. But I, I thought you are right in that Kane's got a track record for that. I thought this one wasn't his worst, which is maybe a reflection on him. That, he did I last thought, week. yeah, I thought that. To the cells, yeah. Like if if the ref had given a penalty, I I get where you would as a fan. I wouldn't have been pulling my hair out thinking that's no. an awful decision. I could see, I could understand why he's done it. Yeah, but, yeah. but on previous sort of, of work, I'm it's glad like, Kane didn't get it because he has done it's like, worse ones than that. I think it's it's one of those where if the ref gives it, VAR's not overruling it for clear and obvious. No. But. What I would say, going back to I my... I thought they might yeah. go and back and give it. I thought yeah. they might shut it. Going um, just back to my point, you see defenders do it all the time. So, yeah, but how, where's you, your argument? You particularly can't say this because you can't say this <laughs> and then it's the same thing happens to a keeper and you'll be down no, but, the other no, end. No, no, but what I'm saying is that literally defenders fall over as soon as they feel an attacker on their back. And they always get the foul. Because it's almost like the attacker can't challenge for the ball when a defender has their back to them. Is that, that is right, but with Kane... He, I know he actively he, he slingshots plants, himself he into it. He plants yeah. into it, and Vardy did it until he got found out. But defenders just fall it. over without the planting, so they don't even, they're not even yeah, clever about refs it. Have stopped. Ref, some refs have stopped giving that now, and then they have to do it. I, I hate yeah. it when Arsenal players do it just yeah. as much. It, uh, same thing with the defenders with the attackers in that one. It's... I always just get so riled and Socrates is the same thing where when you do put your hands out it's just such a, like, a stupid thing it's not yeah. hard to try and like sort of marshal without making it that yeah. obvious because the ref is almost then looking yeah. for an excuse to, to give the it's, decision exactly it's like David Louise when he would grab Salah's shirt it's like why have you done that yeah. that's made it's, it's, it's so obvious it's you've just given the, them an excuse sure making it that obvious yeah I, I wonder if... Even if he'd let go before he ran off like he was still going wide of the goal do you know what I mean just I think I've said on there before at what point are we probably going to have to look at it and say it's going to have to be more of an extreme in in the box to get a penalty. There's going to have to be a more extreme foul because like you said, if the defender's in that instance, he'll always get the free kick. If And people have said, look, if this happened in the middle of the pitch, it'd be a free kick and no one would really well, have any qualms, but which this, is true. That's what I mean. So, so at what point do we have to say, look, you're going to have to have more to have a penalty because yeah. th- those those arguments are valid. Because if you look at, if you look, if you switch around um, Socrates is Kane and Kane is Socrates, he gets a free kick and no, it's not even an issue. It's not even contentious. Right, no. Danny wrote, it's not a game-changing moment. I think that's where it sometimes comes down to you've got to look at the advantages of who's who's oh, its benefiting. There, there is that, but at the same time, you say it's not a game-changing moment. If the referee doesn't blow up and the defender yeah. falls over and he's the last well, defender and he's running clean yeah. in the goal, then it could be. Danny Rose so, was pulling shirts just as much as David Luiz was last week and just oh, he as was. blatantly yeah, he and was. nothing was happening so yeah. really don't know what VAR is for he's, it's like he wasn't wanted at Spurs and, and now he's playing for Spurs Does he, he's one that doesn't like football yeah. 
that, as as we've had from insider information, that yeah. ca- that cane dive was like some something possessed me in that moment. <laughs> there were words coming out of me that do not leave my mouth in that moment with Kane. I don't Christ. think it's that. I know it's a dive and diving is bad, but I don't think it is that if bad. He, if he if he like there was contact, it was it was being clever in the last minute. I was it's, prepared to die from the top <laughs> but it's not like there's absolutely no contact and someone's fallen over it's like there he's, literally he's played was for it no contact he, well there's, there's, mean, con- there's contact there's not any force there's yeah. not any force in it he stops running so he runs into the back i appealed last night to set up a cage match with me and harry kane so if he's listening <laughs> you've been challenged i mean i mean the funny thing is what that interview afterwards is when Making him watch he's it like, back. oh no, I haven't seen it back. And then he has the screen yeah, right go. next to his face. It was right here. Yeah. To be fair, you are defending um, Mr. Kane for them sort of actions. And I can kind of completely understand where you're coming from because you're a Chelsea fan well, and you had five or six years of Didier Drogba, fact, who was one of the strongest strikers in the world, but any type of touch went down. I mean, so, if, if, if yeah, we can go back... Though, if we, I'm, I'm just a fan of general shithousery no because like, yeah. I'll just, just any team that shithouses another Watch, you don't knock that off. if we can go back and get Jack's reaction to when Kane did it against Chelsea in the League Cup last year he was offside so it shouldn't have happened <laughs> he was like a fucking yard offside yeah but so, the dive still happened I mean so. the dive I, I'll keep like cheating, I said cheating, right? like, <laughs> you can't be offside I mean I, <laughs> can, I look, I he, wanted, he wanted the offside to be ruled out in the England game because <laughs> he no, wasn't offside look, enough Kane was genuinely offside <laughs> Also, the la- the last thing I'll say on this game is, um, if people are unaware before, I'm still very firmly Emery out. But what, actually, like, yeah, I don't yeah. know where you just banter him when you say that. No, no. But what has changed is I'm now firmly Jose in. Oh shit! Well, after his analysis yesterday, I saw the analysis and I think he's angling for that job. Do you he, actually he, think that? I he's think covered he hates two, Arsenal. He's covered two weeks now. He's not said a single negative thing about Arsenal. Can you imagine that? Jorge Mendes is now the one who's Mate. in charge at the top of the club. He's wild. best mates with Jose, and Jose will want to win the league just so he can say to Wenger, "Look what no, I've done." I did. Yeah. yeah, you prick. The, the, the thing with that is as well is that Chelsea fans will go on about loyalty and they'll be like, "Oh, well, he's gone to Man United, now he's gone to Arsenal." We have sacked him twice. Yeah. 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 Do, do you know what I mean? Like, I'll get, I, if, if, so, if someone had sacked me twice, yeah. I would be going to fuck them over as much as I possibly yeah, could. Yeah, McDonald's sacked you twice. I'm at the Burger King. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah. I'll say um, with the last thing. So I was speaking to another Arsenal fan yesterday on the way back and we were talking about the, jo- <laughs> the Jose situation. And he said... Well, no, because you know what you're going to get with Jose. He's going to have a decent first year. He'll win the league his second year, and then it'll all fall apart the third year. And well, I said, that's a stretch for Arsenal. Yeah, well, no, he's saying that's the Jose, Jose three-year way. cycle. And I said, well, surely you take you take the league title yeah. in the second yeah, year yeah. and put it with everything else after. And he's like, oh, I don't know. And we can't be fussy in this situation. Yeah, yeah. I'll take Jose. I'll be fully behind every awful thing and then I'll slag him off after I won't be like Chelsea fans and do it at the same time I'll wait till after <laughs> That's good, yeah. exactly anyway Southampton United one we can all get behind here United dropping points again and this has now taken Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's win percentage to below 20% it's three wins in 17 games oh, but he's at the wheel they'll so, keep him you know United- because they, they don't want to backtrack they'll yeah. keep him so United celebrated losing Lukaku and Alexis. Now they have no killer touch up top, which is what they said they were getting with getting rid of those two. They said we're going to be faster on the break. We're going to be 
more dynamic, powerful. One matter had very little influence. Pogba produced a sort of display that feeds into what everyone says about like the him. The narrative. Like you know there's a good player in there, but he's looking around and he's seeing nothing to build from, from a midfielder's yeah. point of view. And he's thinking, well, fuck this. We saw a tweet on Saturday and it said that there's no player in the world that can be as bad when they're bad and then as good when that good to have such a like polar opposite. TK has showed me the clip of him doing a step over on the ball for no reason in There's like no open play. <laughs> <laughs> Someone said it was like a FIFA glitch or something. Yeah. Yeah. So they were conceding possession countless times and it looked like his effort wasn't there as much as anything else, which is the same thing Ertzel gets accused of. In compared to the likes of James and McTominay who surely aren't as talented, but at least they were I think this this comes part and part of being quality. Steven Gerrard apparently had the same sort of problem. Like Pete, on the old Peter Crouch podcast, he talks about how Gerrard would write a player off in one training session. <laughs> He'd watch you, and if you if you had the nerves or whatever, that's it. You're shit. And he, he, apparently, him and Carragher were the the biggest assholes you could find <laughs> in that terms of like so they just I'm Gerald to be fair. Craig said he he would whip a ball at you at 100 miles an hour and if you couldn't control it you were shit. Like, like Brad at five or six. <laughs> yeah, so I can kind of see it when you're when everything is so effortless and so easy. Ozil and Pogba, them type of players where the game is just so understandable for them. They I don't I think they find it difficult sometimes when they're amongst players I'm, that just can't do Brad, what they can I'm do. Brad telling me to peel off the shoulder of the last man. I was like, who do you think you're talking to? <laughs> just going back to the... I'll peel his shoulder. Yeah. Just going back to the Stephen Gerrard thing saying, if you ping the ball at you, you thought you were shit. During that time period of like 2013 yeah. and 2008, did he just come to the conclusion that his entire squad was shit? <laughs> just like, and he just gave up. When I mean, Crouchy said that, did he actually just think actually the squad was just shit? Yeah. It, wasn't, it wasn't necessarily it's Gerald was fussy. It's you like, just you're, ping, wank. You're, you're pinging a ball to Vorodin. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like John Joe Shelby before <laughs> he was good, or the other, like the Martin Kellett's, and all that. Like, okay. The thing with Pogba is, I think that is as good a case in point as, as ever. Is when you look at people like, say, Skulls, Lampard, Gerald. Not only how good were they, but when were they ever that bad? Yeah. No, even on their worst yeah. day, they were probably the best player on their team. Yeah, they yeah. were they were okay. I can never they remember. They were never that bad. Pogba can be the worst player on the team, and the biggest reason why they won't yeah. won't win the game, and that, that's one of my criticism on it. I just think I don't think his ceiling's anywhere near as high as some people do. I think it's high, but I don't think it's that high. No. But he he can be so bad. I mean, you've got you've got to look at United and they think, well, they've gone and bought Lukaku for like eighty mil, didn't work. Pogba for 90 mil hasn't really worked and you can think they're going to buy like young hungry players from like the championship and things like that nobody wants to go there yeah and that's the problem you got Harry Maguire now and I reckon Leicester will probably finish higher than United this season they they are looking good they're looking like a good team and Vice just looks bang up for it again he's got that standard a new manager comes in Brendan effect yeah the new manager comes in it'll be great for 13 games then I'll go off the ball then I'll get sacked and then I'll be good again I don't know if this is a hot take I said yesterday that uh Fabregas should be mentioned in that Gerard Skulls Lampard bracket. I don't. I, mean, I actually said yeah. yesterday I was like oh, I'd love to have Fabregas in this team, and some bloke gave me a filthy look. And like, We're watching Xhaka play in the midfield yeah, currently. Yeah. <laughs> hey, well, I'm pretty sure you, you tweeted now as well. <laughs> at this stage. I'm missing Danielson. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like those or, or, or Alex Song. Alex Song, yeah, <laughs> is a, a good 
is a good when granite shaka. When he was bad, he was bad as well. Yeah, yeah, but what I mean by Song was like, Song yeah. could find a pass from anywhere and yeah. he could tackle. Shaka can find a pass from time to time, but he cannot yeah. fucking tackle. So, yeah. yeah. Get the next game to get on to, then Chelsea... That's what Denelson can find his way home. <laughs> <laughs> He's still trying. Chelsea 2, Sheffield United 2. Uh, if we can go to about... I mean, if there's a to four if, on... if there's a weekend ruiner <laughs> ever, well, this was, say, was it. If I mean, we can it go tra- to court to four on Saturday, and we've received a message from Jack saying uh, Tammy's a slotsman. <laughs> <laughs> and this was actually a one nil. This it's wasn't at two nil. No, this was no. This no. This was at two nil. Um, I mean, I got. I've been getting a lot of stick for Tammy. I've been seeing his praises, and he's got four and two. I mean, that's respectable. Yeah. Well, he he still hasn't That's scored against an established no. Premier League side. He was scoring against these sides last year. So, no, no, let's not gloss over that. A... He, the, the teams he scored against to say that look, he is this guy. He was sco- scoring against last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can only score yeah, against he wasn't what's in front of you. against the others. Yeah, and you can only score against what's in front of you. I mean, this game, like, I understand that we're blood and youth, and I get it totally, and I'm, I'm buying into the project of it. Youngest starting eleven yeah, ever. Yeah, but. With, in the 75 minutes on the clock, Sheffield United banging on the door, they are coming back into the game big time. And you can really tell that this is a game that we would we were going to go and draw or lose. We were listening on final score and they were saying it looked like a matter of time yeah. for Sheffield to score. Well, this is what I'm saying. So, you, I get, if you're 3-1 up, 4-1 up, 4-0 up, whatever, and you bring on 18-year-old Billy Gilmore for his, he was obviously a talented player for his Premier League home debut. It was debut full stop. And you take off Kovacic, which is probably the only thing that's kind of stemming that tide into a defence that we know as Equator is ridiculously shaky. You've got Tamori, who's starting in the Premier League for Chelsea for the first time, and Zuma, that has not had the best start. You take off their shield and you bring on a green 18-year-old. I just don't understand that move. Because not only are you... It's to the his detriment as well because he's going to get blamed for it and you don't you'd rather bring him on and get good minutes instead of being put right under the cosh against exactly that yeah if someone was to allege that you stream 3pm games would you sue them for defamation of character or are you uh, listen to it on Sky Sports or Um, radio no no comment I mean, I... No, allegedly. If oh, ale- okay, alleg- okay, allegedly, no. I, I stream the 3 p.m.s on two... Okay, so no, I was my, saying, did, my, were you seeing it kind of Yeah, unfold? yeah, So my work laptop, yeah. my personal laptop, and iPad, I have different games on. And yeah. then I put... <laughs> and then I put Talk Sport on because they go around the grounds. Or fi- or fi- or five Live, depending on what the commentary allegedly. is. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> allegedly. Doesn't happen. Um, yeah, so I was watching it unfold. And the problem you've got as well is that Tomori looks like the the best centre-back that we've had. Like, which is bad when you consider the chances that Zuma's got. Zuma worries me, and I'll tell you for why, it's because everything that he does is so overstated. But you but don't you, need David Luiz, so... I'm, I'm not saying that. I, I didn't want to sell it, personally, but you can tell that Lampard's gone down the route of youth and he's going to be... And that if that's what he wants to do, then that's what he wants to do. That's the team we have now. However, Zuma... I don't understand. When I first saw Tomorrow starting again alongside him, I'm thinking, oh shit, Christensen's injured. He's one whose name I just yeah, I, I he, hadn't seen, but I've heard like, it as Christians- one of your prospects. Christensen would be the first name on that team sheet. And if, t- if Tomori is looking after this, which in the games that he's played, he has been, I'd be getting rid of Zuma at the moment because he mm. does look 
ridiculously cheeky. And that's you should have taken the bags that Everton were offering. Yeah, putting thirty-five yeah. on. The the problem we've got as well is we've got Reese James, who I no doubt would say would be starting right back at the moment because Aspilicueta has had a torrid. Yeah, I've seen a lot of Chelsea. It's players. like. The problem we've had, I've been sticking by and sticking he by and sticking by. second goal, didn't he? He's been spun by every single goal we've conceded. That left side, uh, that right side is just, well, the, the opponent's left side is just bringing out bags of goals to people. I've gone through it with Branislav Ivanovic. <laughs> when I've seen him being absolute world beater, like, like the build that he was, he just had no right being a world-class right back. And then to see the downturn was when heartbreaking. He, when he kind of fell off the cliff, he really fell off the cliff. Yeah, and it was... And we're... Si- look we're similar. Yeah, he's going down the same route. And he was at fault for both the Sheffield goals, I would say, for a lot of the problems with Norwich, yeah. all of the problems with Leicester, and pretty much bang on two of the goals, three of the goals from United. So it's like, if we had another option, we'd be playing Reese James right now, but we don't. We don't have another right back because we sold Zabacosta. The, the, the comments on <laughs> and that. And we don't have Victor Moses. Poet and Vusha talking about Zuma and how long his face is. Yeah. Absolutely killed me saying he has the long, it has a never ending face. <laughs> they were also debating on the one that came out today. I was going to send it to you, Troy. They had a debate as to who had the biggest dick in the Premier League, which we won't have the debate ourselves. <laughs> but the comment that killed me was they said that um, when Drogba did a knee slide, there was three points in the ground. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I the mean, last comment was Sean Dyche yeah. so. as as a Chelsea fan I am buying into Lampard completely I don't really care about the result he looked like he aged 10 years during yeah. that game did you he was fuming after did you watch your back on well. match of the day yeah I did they had the like clip was, of him he was when laughing and joking in. with Kovacic and he was like oh, almost almost oh, well, kind of having his a bit of banter like slightly to the side is yeah. he's got the wrinkles in the forehead and he just looks like uh-huh, dra- yeah. drained he, he in my opinion would be another one that's similar to Gerard that's probably looking at these players in training and just thinking why the fuck can't you do what I <laughs> yeah, can do yeah. and and probably still can do he's probably showing them drills well, he and looks like banging it top bins well, this is the thing. he looks like he's just after people he can trust yeah. more than like yeah, ability yeah th- this is the thing with Lampard as well Like you see videos Chelsea's still releasing them to this to now after training's finished, just banging them in top bins against <laughs> Willy Caballero for, for for no reason, but ruining Caballero. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I'm I'm sticking with the project. We've got the youngest ever fielded no, starting choice. team. I mean, we do because you think that he could have brought anyone else on. We could have brought on Andrews Christensen and just shored up for a shrewd. No, thing. I mean you don't have a choice but to stick with the. Project. Oh no no yeah no but I'm enjoying the football although. We're not getting the results we want at the moment. I'm enjoying the football more than I did last Absolutely. season, and I'm seeing our youth team, which I've been crying out for for years and years. This, so. this result did uh, put Sheffield in the table above Chelsea as well, <laughs> which is worth mentioning. I know. On the manager, what's his name? Is it Wilder? Yeah. Have I got that right? Yeah. It's uh, like overlapping centre backs. Yeah. His Tactics interview. So weird. His interview after his, his class, when he looked like he had his back up a bit, and he was just full on. He was like, "We aren't here just to collect shirts." Yeah. Yeah. he's like we're here like we belong here he was like we, we haven't got here in the third round of the FA Cup we've shown we belong here now I mean uh, they've been threatening a result like this since they came into the league everyone's touted them as the worst team and they're going straight <laughs> down they've been threatening at like get nicking a result nicking a point away from home and they were unlucky apart from like a wonder strike against Leicester and they would have got a point there so they're no mugs I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say we shouldn't we should, no. like we should have won that game 
But if, I don't think they're as bad as everyone's made out to be. I think there's worse teams in the league. If we slide on to Palace Villa, then there's not too much to say on this one. I mean, Roy's done it again, but I don't know if anyone's but seen it's the, the worst goal. penalty shout. The, the the goal that was ruled off is the worst decision I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. that's that's the. Yeah. How is he giving a dive when he's passed the ball? He's it pa- makes <laughs> no sense. He's passed the ball, being clipped, and he's taken him into Gary Cahill, who arguably has fouled him, <laughs> and then he's already passed it and it's gone in. Like, I, that. With VAR especially. Yeah. It's because blew the whistles. But why are you blowing the whistle? Let it play out. Yeah, exactly. I mean, VAR can't do anything in that scenario. That's it, because he's blowing the whistle. So we can't really bring him into that. But there has to be like extreme well, no, extreme circumstances. You, you should be able to bring VAR in because it should just be the rules are set up wrong. Yeah. Can, yeah. I understand with but because if they'd stopped playing the second the whistle went, but a whistle went, he literally blew the whistle as the ball was going into the net. Yeah. So it made no difference at all. I don't get why he's giving it. Why has he put himself in that position as a referee? He said it was a dive. And it's like, well, you don't pass the ball off when, <laughs> when you're diving. You, no. you take it and go down. He carried, he's run like two strides before he's gone down. He's passed it to his own teammate. Who cares what happens if he falls over? Yeah, I could literally go and pass a ball, fall over, and then that would be that. Hodgson's interviews like look I can see why they feel hard done by because they should have had a goal back in but I won't lie and say that I don't feel like we deserve to get the results so I'm not too good (laughs) slot on to the next game then not too much to say with Leicester Bournemouth Leicester again look very good Um, Vardy and Rodgers do seem a match made in heaven the question is how Tielemann stayed on the pitch like like I said again we, we were keeping up with it on final score in the hotel before the boxing and they spoke as if Tielemans had already been sent off, like it was just a given. And then they had to backtrack and say, oh, no, he's actually staying on the pitch. Because VAR checked that and they yeah. didn't send him off. Like, yeah, it's, it's a bit broken. crazy, we, that. We saw exactly the same last week with um, Godfrey and Mason Mount at Norwich Chelsea. The system's got worse. Like, the officials have got worse. He stamps, he stamps on his foot and you can tell that he's even gone and done the overstated, oh, sorry, mate, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, sorry, to make up for because he knows what he's yeah. done. And I just don't get it. I don't understand. How can... You've got a slow-mo replay It's ridiculous. Anyone have anything to say on City Bournemouth or we just slide in past these? Nah, it's just too boring. I mean... Very boring. It it is... The free kick, the Harry Harry Wilson free kick was brilliant. Um, Well, no. This one was 4-0, yes. Yes, That was last week. (laughs) Just quickly go on to one. said City Bournemouth. City, yeah, yeah, City Brighton. City Brighton, yeah. Leicester Bournemouth, City Brighton. Just quickly, yeah. going back to, to Brendan Rogers, I think it's a bit of a hot take. Yeah, we're on hot net first name basis. And he's from the same town as me Nan's from. So, um, But anyway, I, it's a bit of a hot take. But I genuinely think Brendan Rogers is a shit-hot manager. And, but, Don't say it. But no, but he should never manage a top four side. And he should never manage Champions League sides. Lada went with he is great he at mid, mid-league team. Yeah, but I kind of did. I, I kind of wanted Rodgers as well. If, if we hadn't got Lampard and Lampard hadn't been available, I would have taken Brendan Rodgers at Chelsea. Mm. You didn't say I, that when it was a possibility. No, I, I did. I did say that. the best out of his players I, that he's got. Yeah, yeah. He I think will get he, the best out of you, you know? I think he's hugely unfortunate in how he comes across kind of David Brent-esque. I think... <laughs> yeah, if you I for, suppose, if yeah. You forgot about and the, the whole stupidity. Liverpool malarkey was obviously, you know... That's dire for him. Because, but second, that's it. It's yeah, only because that was the thing. It was almost like they was expecting way more from him. You know? Yeah. Well, it's only because tricky. obviously it fell off the next year. Yeah. But we've seen that happen. It fell off quite sharply with Rafa. It's, you see it with Jose. Yeah. Every three yeah, years. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do think if he hadn't done it, you know, the thing like Joe Allen as the Welsh Chevy and things like that. <laughs> yeah. If he didn't have things like that, 
like being constantly replayed in social media. So I think he would be very. He's obviously already highly rated, but even more highly rated. I think as a result, he becomes a bit of a joke character. I think my favourite ever Rogers clip is about two weeks before he quit Celtic to move to Leicester. There's this tiny little, like four-year-old Celtic fan, and he's going, "Are you going to stay for ten in a row?" And he's like, "Do you want me to?" And he's like, "Yeah, because then I will." And then, <laughs> and, and then two weeks later, he's like, "Quit Celtic to go to Leicester." Go and live in the Midlands. <laughs> I said, "I can't trust a man that rich who has chap lips," and I'll keep saying it until he gets a lip balm. <laughs> Newcastle, Watford, not too much to say there. I mean, Fabian Shaw, probably one of the most underappreciated underappreciated centre backs in the league. When you look at so many others that get praised, well, you think Lascelles gets more hype than Shaw does. Yeah. Yeah, and he looks the stronger of the pair. Mm. Javi Gracia inches closer to getting sacked, but they do have Arsenal at home next, so I'll let you write that script yourself. <laughs> West Ham 2, Norwich 0. Um, Pucky just scorned everyone that has him in their fantasy league yeah. team. Um, Hallop, I think we kind of fucked him up yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to be the next uh, yeah. Michu. Yeah. Haller banged in a goal again, so he's looking decent. You see the penalty he should have, by the way? There was, you haven't you haven't seen it. There's no point in VAR. Like, it's it's, it's so much. Just it just gets clattered. Just, the ref should be able to yeah. do that. The, it's and not then hard. Second, like, even if the ref hasn't, the VAR <laughs> yeah. should. Yeah. You get this in rugby like, this, league though sometimes where it's a blatant try and they still refer it to like the TMO because they don't they just want to guarantee and yeah. it's like you don't need to if you see it that clearly yeah. you shouldn't need to yeah. technology. There's, I mean, it's a TMO, but I think get it right. the, the <laughs> Premier League need need to follow on what every other league is doing, which is you have to look at the monitor and it's the same ref that can but change not, his the mind. The issue is the officials, not the system. The officials are just terrible. Yeah. What The ones in Sockley Park watching the replays back, would you say? Or just every Nightmare as well, because obviously the conspiracy that all the officials have against West Ham continues to <laughs> try and keep them down. I'll keep fighting the good fight though, lads. Right. Burnley, Liverpool, so 3-0. Mane lost his head. <laughs> Mane was like, if he was in America, this was like school shooter material. <laughs> he has been holding this in for so long and he's yeah. just let it go. They actually did a montage, I don't know if you watched Match of the Day, of all yeah. of the times Salah didn't pass well, it. Well, they, <laughs> they, say, they yeah. say this with the school shooters, don't they? They're like, has he ever hit out? He's never hit out anyone. He's never shot. And he's had it bottled up and he's let it go. Yeah. It just so happens he's had Hendo, Milner and co. to hold him back on the bench. Yeah. <laughs> I think... I can understand where he's coming from because Salah is he definitely just like you would say. Mane is the man in form, and some of the finishes that he's pulling out of the bag at the moment, Salah just tries to take on the world. It's like that lad at five side that knows he's good, but yeah. tries too hard with it. We, whereas Mane will just try and put it in the back of the net. We were talking on Saturday though, and it's like he's having a go at Salah for essentially trying to stop pads in like a three 0 win, but at the same time, is then complaining that he's not getting the goals in a 3-0 win. Well, no, the actual you actually look at the chance of the, what sparked it all off, where you're, what, they were 3-0 up, he runs into three defenders trying to take them on, on his weaker foot, and Mane is wide open in the centre of the box, and it's just an easy pass. Yeah, he's a bit salary. And, like, you can see, and you can see why, because they actually brought up a stat as well, that chances created from Sané to um, Salah was about 44 and then 24 to Salah to Sané. So you can see who's getting the raw end of the deal here. It's like if you look at big players at like Madrid with Ronaldo when they had him, or the Juventus, it's almost like get the ball to him, he'll score all the goals, that's that. Like A bit like Messi, 
But Salah, he wants it that way, and Man is not having it because you would say they're pretty much equal. People, they're equal talents. People watch that clip of Firmino joking in the That's tunnel and say, "See, he's the most important member of that front three." <laughs> yeah. I've been saying it. Boss, <laughs> <laughs> two having a meltdown. He's joking around. Here's a here's a little fact for our uh, listeners. I, I came across <laughs> earlier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, so seventy five percent of Mane's goals have been scored within two miles of the English coastline. <laughs> are, you, are you keeping Liverpool in that because they are quite close to the northwest coast? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 okay. So essentially, yeah, yeah, yeah. so essentially, you get him in the get him in the game in the Midlands. Don't bother betting on him yeah, scoring. Yeah, he ain't gonna be fuck yeah. all. <laughs> so last game, then I would say I give Trent his goal. I no issue. Let him have the goal. The, oh, the defender doesn't want it. He wants it. Yeah. Did you see Milner's post about the money thing as well? Yeah. That was so good. What was it? He, uh, he took the picture of him holding money back. He's like, I may have misread the situation, but I'm pretty sure Sadio was fuming I didn't get on. He's like, <laughs> yeah. And he's like, hashtag bring on Millie or something. <laughs> <laughs> Class. Last game then, uh, Everton 3, Wolves 2. It won't be the Langman, does it again? I spoke too soon, didn't I? He's showing what Arsenal are missing with Pepe with no goals in Iwobi. The way he started. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say actually, I sent Troy something earlier. I'll make sure I don't have it too loud so it blows the mic where Everton have started doing this chant for Iwobi, which is bad. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> that's brilliant so that's the highlight it was started by Arsenal fans but nobody really likes to chance unless it's stand up you ate Tottenham which I was <laughs> sick of by yesterday you can never sit down what? I mean that's a good, that, did you watch match your day too yeah him send, sending shots at Arsenal where Spurs fans were chanting stand up if you're Champions League and Arsenal fans replied saying stand up if you've won the league and he was like Someone should tell the Arsenal fans that the league didn't actually start in the Premier League. Yeah. The last time Spurs won the league, Matcha Day didn't exist. Yeah, it was like 1960s something, wasn't it? So, I don't know why he was sending shots. I mean, going back to the Arsenal... Um, the Arsenal? Yeah, we are going back. No, Everton. going back to the Everton-Wolves game. I thought that was a really good game of football. And Rupert T-shirt yeah. put off some banging saves. Richarlison, no matter how good you're going to play in future now, you've got black mark against your name for me. Because... I don't know if you saw it, but against Lincoln City, yes. when he scored, he did the messy take your shot off and hold yeah. it up to the home end celebration. To... Catching after, it's just ridiculous. He, he put it up with the play for the name on the front of the shirt, and they'll remember the name on the back. Oh. <laughs> against an unconvincing win away at Lincoln City yeah. in the Carabao Cup. Do you think we've been harsh on Leicester talking like Everton are on their level and Wolves? Yeah, I'd say so. Um, Wolves, not so much. I think Wolves are dampened again by they've already played, what, seven games to qualifying for the Europa League. I'll take. Like, to a squad that's not that big. I'll take Everton to finish over Wolves. Is that based know. on the Europa campaign, though? It has to be, because it no, will why, take its time. If you were taking that out of the equation, like, I'll, I'll you, trust Everton over Wolves. Teams, teams in the Europa League need to really. My gut is telling I, me. I, I'm just going to. When you said the words "I'll trust Everton," there should have been immediate doubt in your uh, mind at that point. Teams in the Europa League. We we'll have a case on it here and now, if you want one. Everton to finish above Wolves. No, I do. I am concerned about the Europa <laughs> campaign as well. Yeah. But if you didn't have that, yeah. then I'd certainly I think trust Wolves yeah. over Everton. I think every team in the Europa League at the moment needs to cash in on points because it's not going to get any easier. Well, I mean, you look at the worrying thing for Wolves. If they're showing their flagging already, yeah. if anything, you should be 
up to fitness yeah. quicker than the rest and probably have nicked some results. At this Don't point. forget, Everton away is a difficult place to go, but mm. I mean, yeah. going to like, who what teams have got? Wolves, Arsenal, Man United in. I mean, look at Arsenal at the end of last season. They needed one win in eight or something like that. Yeah, that was that was more Mustafi and Xhaka than Europa League. Yeah. I'll say, if you, as fans watching Europa League last year, we experienced some of the commentary on there. It's not you worth had, even being in it. You had another game now onto a Thursday night. Whoever kind of the third tier game is, is going to have some horrific commentary on. <laughs> You're looking at like a Sutton Hargreaves combo on one it's, of them. It's bad enough when we get Martin Keown every fucking time, isn't it? Hartson kills me. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I kind of like Hartson when he when he gets in on a phone in and things like that, but not as a not as a commentator. Keown, Keown said something this weekend and he was trending, getting stick. I can't think what it was. Don't know, but I hate him. Cronet was before that. Obviously. His thing about the Pepe thing is is a shock of a quote. The one before Arsenal signed Pepe, he said, "Oh, he had ruined them in the Europa League last year." It's like he never played them in the Europa <laughs> League last year. <laughs> if we, I think we can save. I don't know how much time we have, so we won't get into the box. We we'll maybe save that and work it into another thing. So if we stay on um, the England squad to close us out, then so just the call ups, in, initial reaction, Barkley getting a call up again I mean I don't understand it personally but we'll put then Lingard it, in the same bracket because but I would say head. he probably deserves it more than Lingard does yeah. but then he, what you've got with Gareth Southgate is you've got certain players that, Ox there that it's, well. like, it's like the loyalty factor yeah, yeah. Oxley Chamberlain no I think Winks. when when he was playing he was class yeah, he hasn't been playing he's what we need like he He's almost like a holding midfielder now, which is if, weird if, because I've always thought of him as a ringer. You're not fit enough for ringer, club football, but he's like, you're not going to be fit enough for international. I know, but he's the closest we're going to get to Kante because of the pace that he's got. That's a quote and it, we're going to remember. <laughs> no, but the mold, the mold in which he's playing now, which is a centre mid, and he's got bags of pace, and he's got fitness. Like that's it's just that kind of mod. I'm not saying he's anywhere near as good. I'm just saying that. I can see why he's in there for that just different type of midfield. I feel like I've got Jack's tactic where if he just says something outrageous each week, then we can forget what happened the last week. And it comes to the end of the season, we just won't remember any of them. (laughs) Just doubling doubling down. Made some mounts bag a hat trick. I mean, that's not too too out there. I'll say it wasn't great that Wan-Bissaka couldn't get called up all last season for Palace. He plays yeah. a couple of games for and United. And he d- looks shaky. Subpar, he looks shaky. And up. then over Carl Walker in there yeah. as well. Which, don't get me wrong, he didn't have a great end to last season, but he's been pretty he's solid been this, season. this season. Yeah. So I don't I don't get that. But. He's seen the video of his bird. Yeah. Mings. Mings getting a call up ahead of Dunk, Cody. Connor Cody made an awful mistake against Everton. I know you're not putting them all down to mistakes, but I think so out of look at Ming's out, out of out of Dunk, out of I think Cody, the best of I think the three. I wouldn't say so. It's like when they were touting. You take Ming's over Dunk. I would personally, and I don't think that when he was being touted as the replacement to Maguire at Leicester, I was thinking really, like the goals that they shipped last season. That isn't a Brighton side. Yeah, though. they are. Yeah, but look how Warwick. look how much better they are this season. I know it's down to the manager, I guess, but at the same time that the. I mean, I'd ra- that I'd Brighton ra- defence has conceded less than this Chelsea defence so far. So far. <laughs> yeah, but tomorrow's not in the team, and you can see why. Neither's Aspilicueta. <laughs> if we just last, if we take like five minutes, if anyone needs to shoot off, then they can do that. Just last thing on Lomachenko, while it is uh, still relevant, how sports should be, I guess, with uh, crowd kind of hailing Lomachenko one second, Campbell the next second. 
back and forth like that, it was like people were just appreciating for what it was. Yeah, man, it was great. It was great to see. We were there. It was a great atmosphere as well. Actually, I was. Was I was. I wasn't quite expecting it was going to be. We knew what we were going to watch, but I didn't think the atmosphere was going to sort of reflect that. But it it did go well. I think when you get Lomachenko on the card, it's not. It's not uh, Anthony Joshua, is it? It's a different crowd. Mm. I think you're going to get people that actually do appreciate boxing for what it is. You just have your fair share of cretins there. (laughs) Oh, you always do. It's the boxing. Actually, Messi. <laughs> wow. Yeah. If you can picture this, we had um, Scouses to the left of us, we had Geordies to the right, and Brummies behind us. Here you are, stuck yeah, in the yeah, middle with you. Yeah, <laughs> there was an argument going on between two of them, which lasted probably a good two, three rounds, with the one lad who I'm not sure how much boxing he actually watched over than knowing Lomachenko's name, was saying, Loma's the best in the world, which no one was disagreeing with. And the bloke behind saying... But you can appreciate Campbell in losing, and he was going. Yeah, but a loss is a loss, and he's going. But you can appreciate the loser, and yeah, it was yeah. literally just back and forth, like, like the no one making any concessions. He's twenty eight just... until he's twenty nine. Debate. It was literally <laughs> the equivalent yeah. of that. <laughs> no, I think. Um, I think in terms of, you know, uh, showing himself up or whatever, he didn't do anything like that. He, he 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 gave a good good show for himself. I've seen Lomachenko getting some stick, and it seems to me yeah. like. Uh, I think so they, they're acting like Campbell's a journeyman or something. It's the equivalent of someone dribbling case. past Van Dyke. When you still have like a 7 out of 10 performance, but you get hit a couple of times, yeah. it's still a very good performance. Yeah. It's just not quite what you're used to, but then styles make fights as much yeah. as I'm saying that. Yeah, that is it, isn't it? And kind of, he isn't going to come across, unless he does grow up again, anyone much bigger than Campbell, much more stylistically tricky for him in terms of tall southpaw who can box. Campbell probably boxes the head off most people in the division. And Lomachenko went in and boxed his head off. So you can kind of make the concession for that reason, if nothing else. And I just don't see how you can beat him either. Like, I don't know how you set up no, to no. beat Lomachenko Search unless his... you can breathe underwater for five minutes yeah. instead Search... of just four and a half. Search his name on Twitter. People think Javonta Davis is going to beat him. He's now confirmed he's going up to 135. Yeah. And says he'll fight him there. Yeah, I was also, thinking, I don't, yeah, but I can't Bob see Aram, him at 140, but... Bob yeah. Aram also says Lerma won't be fighting anywhere other than ESPN, so you can count that pretty much <laughs> out there. But you know, the other guys who was going to face the winner of Richard Comey against Teofimo Lopez. Lopez next. Teofimo Lopez is probably the most legit the guy prospect. he can face. Yeah. That's a great fight. Yeah, so, I would look forward to that. Devin Haney is one who's kind of floating around there. Just... To Florida, who would you pick in a Javante Davis Luke Campbell fight? Because I I really like the idea of that. I like that, yeah. Because I think Campbell could go in there and do that, you know. Because Davis, for all for all these others, got quality. Does do the sort of the Broner thing where you think you're not really doing a lot here. And if you get someone like Campbell who is active and can box, yeah. And he showed it. He showed that he he has stacks of cardio too. Yeah, you know and, I mean? and he, he toughed it up, didn't he? Because those yeah. body shots were horrible. Oh, he could have folded most people. Them, he, some of them body shots were lethal. Even if he yeah. had like a camp that was just wasn't quite as good, he probably would have ended up getting folded. Yeah, there because some and like the the quick spurts with which he was like throwing them as well. You like, I barely even saw his hands then, and it landed three or four body shots. I've never seen a fighter need the end of a round so much than no. than Luke Campbell oh, needed the end of yeah. rounds from between six and twelve. If you blow him, if you but, take. Comp your box for what it is. So, 
they say roughly every one in six shots lands on Lomachenko is the stats that they provide. They said okay. in the, in this fight, every one in three punches that Luke Campbell threw okay. landed. He landed, according to them, one, 131 of 420. They said kind of tellingly in the seventh, when he looked the most distressed, if anything, he still remained calm and fired straight back and then had Campbell in more trouble yeah. than he had. They said, I think the difference, and I was speaking to Troy about this on Saturday, is... Um, the comparison most people make is to Floyd Mayweather because of how defensively sound he is. But the difference is that he is just as focused on attack offense as yeah. he is on defense. And I'm not trying to make a matchup between the two of them. But with that, I can see why a lot more people are packing in to see Lomachenko. Yeah, 100%. Because if you take away Floyd's antics and you give Floyd Loma's personality, you're not selling out 18,000 seats to watch Floyd Achenko. Yeah. We always said, didn't we, that when people tuned into a Floyd fight and then were like gutted it wasn't action packed, mm. like, well, maybe you got taken in by his antics one, because yeah. what were you expecting? You must yeah. have never seen him fight before. The th- the thing with Lomachenko is how quickly he can transition from on the back foot to on the front foot just so quickly and the amount of times we'd see him just throw the right jab out of nowhere, just Campbell's end up getting rocked back and the speed with which he does everything and flows from one into the other is just unbelievable. The commentators was was mentioning it um, during the fight of just you know for for a lot of you at home you might not really think there's a lot going on here but there's fucking loads going on. Yeah. You know he really does stay very active throughout the whole fight and he is always looking for those openings to make you slip up so that yeah. then I can go on the control offence on you, you know? Something I didn't know how I felt about, they spoke to Aram after, I think it was like an American journalist. Yeah. And he said that you'll see Lomachenko at 140 at some point soon. He also said that when he gets to around 20 fights, he's going to do the Muhammad Ali or Pacquiao thing where essentially he'll just go to the highest bidder and just fight all around the world, just okay. picking up belts and beating whoever, whoever they, wants want, they want to have fighting. There is there is the old rumours, isn't there, that Pacquiao could happen, that a fight with Pacquiao could happen. Yeah, the, the fight is... I mean, the it's best, pointless. The best fight is Mikey Garcia, but Mikey Garcia went up two weight classes to stay away from him. Nah. What's he fighting at now then, like 147? He just fought 147 and got yeah. battered. Yeah, he'll be coming yeah, back down, Yeah, he's like 5'8 he? or something, but isn't he? He's not tall no, enough for that division. Probably. Yeah. yeah, and that's, again, a legitimate interesting fight. But they're all doing that, aren't they? They're all saying they want him after the event. So after they sign something or whatever, yeah. it's, I really wanted this fight. And Easier then, said than done. Apparently, he's looking to come back and fight again in the UK anyway, so you might get your opportunity to well, see him again. I think more people... I think he's probably a bit taken aback by the atmosphere and people cheering for him because yeah. there was as many people there's probably more people there to see Loma than there was Luke yeah. Campbell. I mean we have a big European Eastern European yeah. contingency over here bigger and, than they would have in America that's for sure. And one of the things we can pride ourselves on as much as half of them are drunken idiots the atmosphere in an English fight compared to an American fight is like worlds apart. That's yeah. what, they people literally come over it. to and they look forward to hearing Sweet Caroline more than the yeah. actual fights. <laughs> yeah, they do often mention it boxing. I mean, the boxers are obviously going to say that type of thing when they're in the country mm, of, that they're talking yeah. about. But they do often mention that there aren't any better fighting fans in the world than, you know, than your UK fans type of thing. Yeah, yeah and the, uh, he's great. The thing with the, both of them, they're both showmen. So they yeah. both, they want that charge of atmosphere. That's it. Yeah, and, yeah, they and, can get that. And that's the thing that's ended up 
meaning they can branch out and be popular because, like I said, Usyk barely speaks any English. Lomachenko does a bit more, but again, it's very broken English. But they want to entertain. and They've both got skill sets where they could do like uh, like a Rigendal, where people are just bored of them and they don't want to watch them. But they are ready to sort of risk it all. Because you said Lomachenko could try and fight like Floyd and he's good enough that he could just box on the back foot and beat most people. But he wants to get people out. He wants to be spiteful. And that's one of the reasons why he's able to have that sort of crossover appeal that a lot of people struggle to get. I thought he was pretty good where in the first like three rounds he made it clear to Campbell that if you try and box me off the back foot, I'm going to push you back. And if yeah. you try and press me back, then I'm going to tag you consistently and you're yeah. not going to be able to do that. Yeah. We'll wait and see what happens next for him just before I let you go. We don't need any particular breakdowns. So we'll get into it next week. But is anyone picking uh, Dustin Poirier to beat Khabib this weekend? I've... No. The only thing I would get is I've just got this odd sort of feeling where Poirier does keep turning up and you know what I mean like I thought Holloway would be him he turned up and I know this is yeah. a, a different sort of level of fight probably with Khabib but only in terms of and this came into what we were talking about the other day where there's been enough sort of weird yeah. upsets and stuff this year that you think there's something in the air but you can't really be saying that when in terms of making an actual prediction yeah. you'd think a classic case of Khabib um, throwing him around really yeah. I mean, I feel like we're we're getting to the end of the days of where uh, the UFC can throw us up a big old shock. Like, well, you had Weili Zhang won on Saturday and beat yeah. Jessica Andrade. I mean, she looked she looked great though. Seemingly, but... the first thing she did was unfollow me on Instagram, which I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, <laughs> that is bad. That's how she celebrated. Yeah. What a what a bitch. <laughs> Bisping said on commentary on Saturday. He said uh, prior to. Um, Contrary to what people will believe, it's a lot harder trying to land a takedown than it is trying to defend one. And I tell thought, that to tell Danny that to, I thought, tell that to Dustin on uh, <laughs> tell that to Dustin on Saturday. Yeah, God, I thought, I what when is I he thought doing he that for? That. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, are you trying to tackle a man yeah. like a fucking rugby tackle? <laughs> anyway, Troy, I'll let you get home to your honey roast ham sheets. Oh, uh, thank you very much. Thank you. Tiki, I'll let you get home for some dinner and uh, I'll get this uploaded and. Uh, wait to hear from Alex Jones so anyway thanks again for listening to another episode of the Spitballing Pod thanks to Jack Troy and TK for being on as always we'll be back next week if you give us a like share repost all that business on Spotify SoundCloud and iTunes we'll be back thank you